Yes. <laughs> a football Friday. You get it all out now. Get it all out now, my friend, as we welcome you into the final day of the week for us. We await both Sports Map Radio at the top of the hour, which we're connected to, but we should be hearing stuff from, and we're not. So that's a concern. Well, I'm hearing you, Aton. That's all that sure. matters. As long as you're hearing me. Now, I was insulted with this hat yesterday. We're going to get to that coming up because I yeah. thought that was, I think this hat is a beautiful piece of equipment. The Carhartt hat. Yeah, I was ripped. Yeah. I walked into a place of business last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh so yeah. this wasn't uh, the grief, the grief that, that I gave I you on the show. No, it was the same day. It oh. was the same, same exact day in which you gave me grief on the show. Mm -hmm. I walked into the Fox 29 newsroom, and the first thing that was said to me by Shredder, Tom Shredenshek, the sports director sure. of Fox 29 is, Ah, uh, you get a bowl of soup with that hat? <laughs> so, well, he has a point. I didn't realize that this is uh, bum material. But Yo! Yeah, Barrett's decided to join us here on a football Friday. Not with the Ethernet cord. No, you? I can see that. No. He's blurry. We can barely uh, even see your face, man. Jesus. Uh, and you froze already. I mean, what do we yeah. have to do? You froze to already. What what has to happen, Aton? Do you and I have to physically what. go over there and, and put the Ethernet cable into the jack and then into his box? We might have to. You remember that movie Free Jack? What the heck is going on? Yeah. Uh, you tell us, man. What's happening down in South Jersey? Is the Internet on a lag? Yeah. Are you are you pitching off of John McMullen's Wi-Fi? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I think you're stealing McMullen's Wi-Fi. From uh, from his wife's scrap room. I'm still. In, I'm still... Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 I don't yeah, know what's going yeah. on, man. Everything. No, I mean, it took me like five minutes just to log on. What is going no, on today? Is it, are you on a delay? Yeah. Jesus. Come on. It's a football Friday, Barrett. Miles Garrett is out with COVID. We need a good connection here. I don't know what's going on, man. What do you mean with with Miles Garrett? Or here we go. You? Here we go. Oh, here we go. I don't think he's hearing us. No, I don't think he can hear. A word. I think there's a definite. There is a uh, something about there, this is hilarious to me. This is a communication you know, issue. We've been doing this show now five weeks today, Aton. This is the end of our wow, fifth week. Five week anniversary today. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing here. I didn't think we'd last that long. Now I have a question for you. <laughs> it's just this random laughter. <laughs> yeah, you and I are having a conversation. We don't. Are you able what to hear him? Yeah, he he can't hear us because he keeps talking to himself, saying what is going on. Yeah, in and out, in and out. Okay, well let's let's try and remove you and then log back in. All right. Log I heard that's a good out. burger joint. In and, and then out. log back in. All right. All right. Yeah. Now, how about that? Does that work Jeez. at all? Is any better? No, he's still blurry. He's all blurred up. He's always sweating. He's looking. He's sweating like Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> are we good now no, I don't think so. i'm still blurry no, I, yeah. yeah blurry very blurry I think what we need to do is physically have you log back out like log i'm gonna boot like him. unplug yeah just kick from studio 
Oh. Right, let's get him back up in here. My goodness, what a way to start the day. If this is any indication, this is like the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles are the worst team in the first half over the last month in the NFL, mm-hmm. and you've got a real live version of what that looks like. This yeah, is the equivalent of five points in the first half. This must be what it's like on the headsets between the coaching staff, you know, up in the booth, up in the the, the you know, the box and down to the sideline and into Carson's helmet. Yes. I agree. Where there's just a constant flow of misinformation. Right? Carson hears like every fifth word. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It is it is. It, I mean it's it's amazing just in its own right where it is but but we had breaking news just before the show started man that could really it out could really affect this football game yes now we need barrett back in here now you've already given your pick i saw it today on phillyvoice.com well i also gave it last night on props and locks props and locks on fox 29 correct that's where you'll get the first eagles pick official eagles pick of the week Mm. is on fox 29 Thursday night, seven o'clock. But yes, I gave it in Philly voice today. And you like the Browns. I do. Now I like him winning a closer game. I like him winning a four point. I think I have him winning either four or seven, but I like him winning by either four or seven. And it's not going to be out of, out of hand or crazy. And you know, anything nuts here. Right. Well, four or seven is kind of a big difference. Well, I, I have him covering the three and a half. That's basically what I, the Browns. Okay. Yes. I have the Browns covering that. Yeah. Now, how about Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback? I saw that he's getting the starting reps yeah. for New Orleans's game against the Atlanta Falcons. I love Atlanta straight up in this. The, you, the number has dipped below 200 significantly now. I think it's down to like plus 160. You picked the Browns 28 to 20 on Philly Voice. Okay, so eight point victory. Yeah, yeah that's pretty significant. Better. It is. Well, I think I think this is a beating. You do. Even without Miles Garrett now, which you didn't have the benefit. In partnership Correct. with Jacob Media. Now we need Barrett back. I sent him another email. The middle starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, we're working on a little bit of a technical difficulty here as we get Barrett Brooks back up and running. But until then, it's going to be the two of us carrying this program. We might need to rely on Ron Culver because he's the real entertainment producer with Joe back in Houston. It's a football Friday, and there's a lot of things happening. Yeah. The most recent thing, again, it, it, you know, it feels like everything centers around where we are because now – one of the best football players in the National Football League, Harry Mays, is he leads the league by. in sacks. Crazy to yeah. think that Miles Garrett has taken this league by storm, but he is out. We don't know if he has it, if he came into contact with it, or what the case is. Mm-hmm. But Miles Garrett on the COVID nineteen list is out. Well, I read somewhere this morning uh, after the news came down that he wasn't feeling well. Took a test initially, it came back negative, and then took another test and was positive. But the whole time this was going on, he was he was not around his teammates. So there's not a fear that you know this is going to spread throughout the the locker room. No, the game will not be postponed. The game right. will not be moved. We are set to go. But I can't now. I did not check just because I can't imagine the line moved at all. I mean, maybe a half a point here. I know he's a great defender and everything, but the Eagles are who they are, and the Browns are a good football team. 
are we really talking about a, a significant line change because of one guy being out and w- that one guy not being quarterback or top producer on offense? No, especially not off a number, a key number like three. I wouldn't I wouldn't think that if it does move, I don't think it's because of Miles Garrett. Got it. You know what I'm saying? It's, we went from three and a half down to three, and it's a solid three across the board right now. I don't think it goes b- below three. I doubt it. That, I mean, look, it's it's a tough number as is, mm-hmm. and we've seen it move a little bit and all, but no, I, I do not I do not see it moving below three. All right, we've got Barrett back up. We'll be back up and running here on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, and of course, Sports Map Radio throughout. We are back in three minutes. Yo, yeah. fellas. All right, there we go. There he is. No, I, I had to reset my computer. I had to turn everything off, turn it back on. What it was, my computer was trying to log into Go Meeting, a Zoom, and this all at the same time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I hate to do it to a Zoom meeting right now. Is that? <laughs> it was a Zoom meeting I had last night. I did a, uh, oh, so you I did a show last night. And it was still connected. So it was pulling everything to that Zoom. Plus, I have Go Meeting on this computer also. So it's trying to pull everything in together. So I had to reset everything. Gotcha. That's that's insanity. Well, I mean, I was trying to log on for like five minutes. I was like, what is going on? Well, we could tell that you couldn't hear us because mm-hmm. you kept on like looking down at your, your equipment and going, what is going on? What's going on? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and oh, we're having, Aton and I are having a conversation and all of a sudden you come in busting out laughing like out of nowhere, like a madman. What? Yeah, what saying, man. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's, it's Friday, baby. Yeah, it's it is. Friday. Five weeks already. Five weeks. Yeah. You've been doing this show five weeks? Yeah. Wow. You know, you know, you know you love what you're doing when you don't even know it's five weeks. Usually five weeks into something. Yeah. I'm already pissed off. I'm ready off to quit. And, I'm ready to right. quit. <laughs> right. Like, why did I sign this contract? Yeah, seriously? Isn't this over? Right. <laughs> Man. Oh. Oh, was that was, that was another Robbie E drop. Eight time, you remember that? When is this over? No, I don't. Know <laughs> we were that. doing something, and he was just like he had had enough, and he's just, when is this over? <laughs> uh, you know, me and him had a whole bunch of times like that, man. Oh yeah, on breakfast oh, on broad. Oh my god, man! <laughs> we used to be in the meeting. Imagine him at four o'clock in the morning. So you oh know yeah. He was- He's pissed off. It's four o'clock in the morning. Uh huh. And you know he's not a fan of prima donnas. I tell you that. No, no, no. He's not. No, he's not. He and I know there was one or two on that show. Uh, not present uh, company, not included. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we should get him on sometime during a slow day. Oh no question. <laughs> just to just to talk about some of those situations. Oh man, you 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 have no idea, man. I, I and you and you you look at Rob. Rob is just the most professional guy. You mm-hmm. get. He's yeah. buttoned up, man. Yep. Yeah, man. But he he. Oh man, you know, oh, man, I love it, man. He's he's like he's a grinder, and he's just all business, dude. He all, would. You know, I mean, I he would it. do your show, get in there at four in the morning or whatever it is, and go through all those pre-show meetings that he'd tell me about. And then he'd he'd yep. zip over to our place between nine and nine thirty, catch a nap in the car for like yeah. fifteen minutes, <laughs> and seriously, and then come in at like quarter to ten, all looking like the weight of the world was on his back, like he had just run a marathon. 
Yep. And like, all right, how, what, are, what are, we need some angles. We need some angles is what he used to always say. Right. I'll tell you the time I had to sleep an hour at, at a time at Times Square. Cops used to shake down my window, make sure I was alive. <laughs> this is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander. Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. Football Friday. All right, now the three of us intact here. And the big news that comes out ahead of this weekend is Miles Garrett, the defensive player, arguably of the year right now, has been removed from the Eagles Browns game due to being placed on the COVID 19 list. So as of right now, the Browns, without their top sack leader, and a lot of people in Philadelphia are shouting from the rooftops, easy win, easy win. No, 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 no. Just making, Pump the brakes on easy. Just making sure that people are not equating the – I don't know. And we also got to get to, of all people, Mr. Dunlap slandered yesterday on the show before and, making the game-winning sack. Right. Hey, hey he listens what? to the show. It obviously motivated him. I he think somebody bold. got that audio to Pete Carroll. I, I'm telling you, I got in his kitchen, man. Oh, um, man. He he was, it, was, it was amazing how well he played, man. And he mm -hmm. has that unconventional level, like 43 or so. He was out there bawling. I mean, he was killing folks. He was inspired, I'm telling right. you. Yeah. All right, well, let's look at this. It's clearly huge news for a defense that's been playing well and for a team that, that's much better. So before we even start with just the dynamic picture, of this game, let's just the fact that Miles Garrett is out is not a it's not something to gloss over. It's definitely something the Browns will miss. But then you run into that territory of conversation of well, where do you draw the line where it's yes, the Browns are going to be down a significant player to this is going to shift now the favors of the game towards the Eagles because I, I'm not there yet, but clearly we have to recognize that this is a big loss for Cleveland. No, no, no. I mean, this this has not I all all you get from from him not being there is two very happy tackles. I mean, Lane Johnson and Jason Peters are 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 smiling and, and grinning right now. I mean, from ear to ear, you know. So that's all it's saying. We we have to look at you know their their defenses as an entirety. You know, their defense is still pretty good. You know, he wasn't just the only cog to make that machine roll. They got some players, some real, really good players, also. So, well, I think I think Carson Wentz is also pretty happy, and maybe oh, yeah. a, a Miles Sanders who might have to chip on this guy coming off the edge, you know, in pass protection uh, to boot Boston Scott, your your guy, dump truck. Um, yeah, but yeah. the other thing is, is that the Eagles look like they're going to get Sam Malu and Herbig back in the middle there, which you know Jason Kelsey might might have should have a better game. And he has to have a better game than he did last week. But it looks like he's going to have his uh, better guards back in the game. Now, what does that do, Barrett? Oh, I mean, that's that's when you get Sam Milo back, that chemistry that, you know, like I was talking about before. Um, Kelsey, we understand, you know, he, he's 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 a smaller guard. So since mm -hmm. he's a smaller guard, teams are starting to game plan him and get bigger guys over him. But, mm -hmm. you know, Brooks and Sam understood that dynamic. So they would do a little more to help him out and not helping him. But it, 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 you know, it was like a, it was, it's, it's almost like a, all right, I'm gonna scratch your back. You scratch mine. So he'll help him real quick and get out of there. Mm -hmm. And that's what they, they grew accustomed to doing. 
Well, if Sayamalo's back, that's four fifths of the offensive line starting off as a linebacker from last year. Yeah, it's just gonna make things a lot more easier for Kelsey to not worry about that. He can worry about then just playing and getting the snap back to Carson. It's just a weight lifted off his shoulders, also. Well, see that that's the thing though is at what clearly it's you would rather if you're the Eagles you'd rather not face Miles Garrett than face Miles Garrett, mm-hmm. right? But at the Absolutely. same time, how much of that is truly going to impact this game? And and I think that's where we saw that again this Philadelphia Eagles team even against the Giants in which they lose that game they start slow they've been starting slow they've been playing poorly against bad teams. This Browns team, this whole thing is flipped. Like, we're here in Philadelphia. This is the new Browns. The Browns are like what the Eagles were a year or two ago. Browns are a, a the team Browns that, are us. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and we've turned into the a laughing stock in the NFL where nobody talks to each other. Coach is distant from the quarterback. All of this pressure and, and people in snapping and snark and everything. This whole team. I, I, and I don't know. It seems like so much has been poured into this one small glass of hope that no Miles Garrett means Eagles are, are winning this football game. And I know it's a tight line. It's down to three. Mm-hmm. But even still, something doesn't feel right about that. Something doesn't feel right about trusting the Eagles in this football game. Well, it, it comes down to this. We still have to understand that these guys, you know, they have other players that can come in and step in and play. But I think the biggest thing is, is as far as, you know, what Miles Garrett brings to the table, that we don't have to call plays in in, in which, you know, he's going to become a factor. You know, it changes how you call all your plays in all actuality. You know, um, you, you, you might not run to his side because the penetration he gets on the run plays. You know, he's not going to allow you to run outside because he gets so much um, push up the field that, you know, if you run outside to the right, it makes your running back arc and bowl a little bit. And that's just a little more time that it gets your other players to get to the place. I mean, get to the tackle and make the tackle. He's explosive on pass plays. You know, you would tend not to call a lot of seven step drops because you know that he's there, or you might not run boot protection to his side. You know, when, when Carson fakes to one side and then boot protection outside, right? He's fast enough to get up field and still make it a, a, you know, a a factor in the play. He's so athletic and he he could run, he could run you down. Exactly. I mean, so, <laughs> so yeah. So it's like it's 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 not necessarily a weight off you know Coach Peterson's shoulders, but he can call a different game mm-hmm. uh, with him not being there. Yeah. Okay. Now so what? Go ahead. Go well, ahead, Aton. My issue is that even when they've gone up against worse defenses, Peterson has had that luxury of calling better plays. Carson Wentz has had the luxury of being able to make some plays. We've seen a line not as crazy and disheveled as a couple of weeks, but we've seen this against worse teams, and the Eagles' M.O. seems to be just playing down. They they seem to be the team that is the one that's down, whereas it's just the other team whether or not they're going to play down to them. Well, they're going to play harder because they always do against better teams. Mm-hmm. Teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah. They well, play horrible against, and especially, but this is a team that's they're they're not you know slated to beat. So I think they'll you get a lot better effort out of this team as opposed to we saw last week. I think so too. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of that way in the NFL too. You know, you see a team they just look awful one week, the next week they look you know they look like a different team. They've heard all week 
about how their practice habits are sloppy. Not just, you know, Carson had to weigh in. Brandon Graham, I heard, was talking about they need to tighten things up in practice. So I, I think that the, this could be a circle the wagons type of game. And I think I look for a lot of Alshon Jeffrey early, a focus on Alshon Jeffrey and Sanders in the screen game. They got to get that going. I don't well, know. there's smoke. There's smoke. There's fire. You know, you said you said it right there, Harry. Where there's smoke, there's fire, and evidently, there was some, uh, you know, inadequate practice habits that were starting mm-hmm. to sneak their way and creep their way into their locker room. So, you know, once that's out there, I know the whole thing changes on how they're going to approach this game as opposed to what they did last week. Wait a second. The stuff about practice was about one guy, and it came from inside the team. So right. why, so if if you're practicing fine and your practice habits aren't in question, then why all of a sudden are you working harder as a result of this? Because I mean that that's who the the team is patterned after him. When you look at the Eagles team, you see Carson the Wentz. Of the team Barrett was the one outing him in the first place about the practice habits. Absolutely. I mean, you know what? I mean, this might be a ploy on on even somebody in the organization trying to light a fire underneath Carson. I mean, t- some guys do that. Yeah. Some coaches do that. Some coaches, I've had coaches uh, in my tenure of 12 years in the NFL that would leak something out just to get a guy going, just to get a guy to work a little bit harder mm-hmm. or do or do a little more because they're being questioned. You know, coaches do that. You know, it's, it's not just uh, it's just not just, you know, disgruntled employees or or, you know, uh, uh, somebody just trying to, you know, create havoc. And sometimes they use this as a tool to really get a guy amped up and get a guy going. I got, I know the, for, I got yeah. the quote here from Brandon Graham. This was yesterday. I think it starts definitely with practice. Some of the stuff showing up out there, if we're being real with ourselves, is happening in practice. Whoa. So he's basically echoing the fact that it's a little sloppy. It is what it is. I, I you know and why though, like here's the thing, and, and I'm not even going back to something. I'm I'm trying to just further this here. This team has had multiple opportunities this year after being called out, after being associated with the other slop in the division until we found out that they are uh, by definition part of the slop in this. I mean, it's every week. You know, this is not other parts of the country. We talk mm-hmm. about it, we focus about it, we think about it. They've been called out now for 10 weeks. So I, I don't know why all of a sudden now, especially on the road against a good football team. Cleveland is a good football team. I feel like the same thing is happening and we're falling into this trap of mm-hmm. don't worry. This is going to be the game. This, oh, no, no, no. This no, is no, no, going to no. be the game. Well, no, this has to be the game. Well, it should have been the game last week. Game. Yeah, you're right. But you, Darius Gray said it too. Did you see this? No. Slay agreed that the practices last week were kind of up and down wow. going into the Giants game. I mean, and that's what, yeah. you know, where smoke, there's fire. And they're Back. not talking about Carson. They're talking about like the Everything. whole team. Right. Okay. So, so Barrett, help us with this. And then, then we'll break. We'll give you some time. I don't want to cut you off on this. Help us with this. <laughs> then we'll break. We'll look at what happened last night. It was a crazy game where a lot of people, everything told you to go with Arizona. And then lo and behold, it was Seattle who won it. But how you've been on teams, you've been on a team that won a Super Bowl, you've played in Detroit. You've been on teams that are really, really good. You've been on teams that are really, really bad. How often will a team that's bad, not the good ones, but a bad team, be able to pull themselves out of a tailspin in the middle of a season? And it's like, hey, man, we've been terrible at practice, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it clicks. Because I would guess it doesn't happen often. But then again, 
You've been through it, so I, I don't know. Well, generally, when you have a bad team, their culture is they're going to be a bad team. And that's the way they conduct themselves. But we have to understand the Eagles are the gold standard now. And they think of themselves in that capacity. So they've also, you know, been through this the last three years where they played subpar, they practiced subpar, but all of a sudden rallied around their coach and, and, and got things going and pointed in the right direction. They're used to being a uh, place with their backs against the wall. So I believe they can get out of it. But I've also been on teams where it's snowballed. And I was here in uh, 2000, what was it? Uh, I mean, uh, in 97, 98 yeah. season, where we went 3-13. and 13. We could have did everything. We could have had a perfect practice. And we still wouldn't have won a game. Hmm. I mean, we were bad. We were a bad team. But I don't see this team as a bad team. Um, I don't. I think it's an undisciplined team. Now, if he's going to say, you know, if you have player for player, I think that they're pretty talented. You know, um, you know what they have. Uh, the offense. I mean, defensive side of the ball. They finally got guys that can cover. Um, you know, defensive line can play. Look at the offensive side of the ball. We now have speed at the wide receiver position. We got a veteran back that can, you know, has a huge catch radius. And Alshon, a quarterback that's been good. We know it can be good. We know it can be great. We know it can be a magician, but hasn't played up to that ability yet. So there's room for them to improve. It's not like this team is so bad that they can't, you know, bring themselves out, but they can be a fiery Phoenix. Uh -huh. You know, they can, you know, you know, become one of the better teams in the league because they have the talent to do it. It's fundamentally um, unsound play that's killing this Eagles team. Guys yeah. got to be a, take accountability for it instead of saying, all right, it's my fault. Well, damn it, do something about it. Carson play well, period. Right. Carson that's, play well. That's the problem is, is I just don't know when that that light switch flips, if it's even capable of it. So coming up, we've got last night's football game, more around the NFL, huge game in the Big Ten with an even bigger number associated with it. A lot happening here on this Football Friday. You're listening. You're watching. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, and you're listening across all sports map radio platforms. The middle. There you go. Can you give us a live update now? But give us an update on the leaderboard in Jerry Jones, not Jim Nance. <laughs> Your That's leader what I... <laughs> is Lee Westwood. Currently five under par from nine. Followed by his countryman Paul Casey, four under par. Tiger Woods. He's been on the party bus a time or two. He's a two-under through six holes. Now back to my good friend, Jim Nance. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. The world needed a little Jerry Jones updating the Masters, man. We all needed that. He would be great in the booth. <laughs> can you imagine that? Be awesome. Right. That never gets old, man. No. You can always get you a laugh out of Jerry. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have 
many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Okay, 28.50. Now I'm reading here that Doug doesn't know if Herbig's going to play. Yeah, let me tell you something. That's that's not doing much either way. He's got a finger issue. Dude. I, I mean, you back. can't play with taped up, like a splinted up finger? Bro, as an offensive lineman, you that's you just grow to, to play like that. I don't know what's going on. Man. That's finger. what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, Ronnie Locke cut his off. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, know what I'm come saying? Come on, man. Bro, there wasn't a point where my fingers weren't broke, you know. Right. I mean, at, le at least two fingers every game. That's that part I, of know, the deal. Right, right. You just tape you just tape two together. And yeah. if you got two broken fingers together, you tape three together. You know, just keep taping, man. Because, I mean, as an offensive lineman, you're not going to really be holding anyway. You're not supposed to hold anyway. Right. You got to punch. Right. You know, I mean, the thumb, the thumb is hard to play with, man. But, hey, you know, you just got to go out there and make it happen. Look at that. Got on the 40-inch TV right there. That's our buddy for, uh, Frost and One, a.k.a. Trev in the 203. You're listening to the Look at this one right on here by Berserker. Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Now, once you jump in that, you, you did not jump in that two-lane game in-game. You jumped in ahead of time, did you? Yeah, I had two-lane yeah. plus six and a half. And I didn't even watch the game. I saw the score come up 0-0 at halftime. And I'm like, oh, boy, you know, I'm not missing anything, right? Then I look at the score this morning on my phone and realize they lost 30-24 to in double overtime. As a, And they lost because Tulsa hit a Hail Mary yeah. to get to overtime and then had a pick six in overtime where they don't kick the extra point. It's amazing. Wow. What a game. Right. So wow. that's, Now, if you were in game at the half, Tulsa dropped to minus four and a half. Oh, okay. So that's when I jumped on them at minus four and a half, thinking, why the hell not? Mm -hmm. And patched them up with a little two-game, two-play parlay on Seattle. And speaking of Hail Mary, no Hail Mary with Arizona as Carlos Dunlap, one of many heroes last night for Seattle. But here's the bottom line. We all knew this. All three of us knew this coming in. We all said the same thing. Damn it, as the coffee goes everywhere. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, this, this is worse than Barrett's internet connection right now. That, oh, that, boy. This is going everywhere. Oh. I don't even have the dog here to lap it up. <laughs> Guys, I promise, man. I well, promise I'm gonna be, I'll be hardwired next yeah. week for sure. Uh, look, I, I've got much bigger issues than your internet connection right now. So. <laughs> okay, but, but how would you have liked to have had that the under – uh, in that Tulsa Tulane game last night, at halftime, you're sitting pretty. It was like 56 or something like that. Right. And then you had to sweat that out into double overtime. Wow. I'm, this stuff, I'm telling you, that it, it is not on the level. Okay. <laughs> it is not on the level. You know, every week uh, your conspiracy gets deeper and deeper and, and it starts well, yeah. making more sense. Well, and this is the problem that sports has is for so long, there was about eight or 12% of the people who watch sports were legit betting. And I don't right. mean like, Hey, I threw a bet on a postseason game or the super bowl. I mean, as far as like 
day in and day out, going to a bookie, putting money down, offshore, whatever it may be. Now that the general public, especially in our area, is increasingly paying more and more attention to it, it becomes painfully obvious that either you have the smartest people on the planet who happen to be handicapping games or something is a little off. Well, see, I, I lean to the former there. I think guys like Johnny Avello, who's now with DraftKings and was out at the win and some other spots before that, guys like him are the smartest guys in sports, and they know where to set these numbers. Sports, Harry. My father created bloodless surgery, all right? It's the mm -hmm. ability to do surgery with lasers and, and not have blood transfusion. It's sold, and the Army is using it. Right. He's not as smart <laughs> as the people who are setting these odds down <laughs> to a half a point, all right? And he would admit that now after knowing so much more about betting following what we do. Right. I'm telling you. It's not just smartest people in sports. These people have to be the smartest people on the planet. <laughs> but we have last night, no Hail Mary, no Hail Murray. And no, no and, and Russ didn't turn the ball over. He didn't, but I, I, and that was a big part of it, Harry. I don't want to diminish that by any means, but I, I think all three of us were leaning towards just how big of a letdown this was going to be for Arizona. Mm -hmm. And and that's what it was. Look, it was too little, too late. They're good enough that you're not going to blow this team out by any means. But Seattle, even though that, that even though it wasn't really a large gap, Seattle felt in control of this game for a while. Yeah. Well, that the letdown factor, and also the fact of how much Seattle needed this game. Right. That's I mean, the they lost right three yep. of three of the last four Barrett and Aton. If you lose four or five and you lose, then that would be what two games to Arizona, right? I mean, you're yep. really putting yep. yourself in in a bad spot. So I think the the combination of that, Russ not turning the ball over, they they're getting some great play now from a newly acquired player on defense. Uh, you know, it was it was shaped up to be a good win. Oh, the yeah, off the line played better also, you know. They played a lot better. Um they still aren't able to run the ball, man. But I tell no. you what, man, DK Metcalf was pissed off because the game before he only had two catches for like thirty something yards, and he was pissed off about that. And 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 that's what it is. Once a once the team just turns their heads, like all right, I'm not having it. You know, they're, they're, they're turning the corner. I'm I'm no longer going to be this bad anymore. And that's why I just stepped in. Everybody stepped up and start playing the way they're supposed to play. That's what, I, see. That's why I have I have hope for our Eagles team. No, that they might do the same. <laughs> this was a Seahawks Cardinals segment. Yes, right? Arizona needs to run the ball more too. I, I'm, I'm, I, come on, man. We, we have to have hope, man. No, we have to. Why? Yeah, hope is dead in this city. And like Daryl Morey is the only one who rep and Chuck Fletcher. Those are the right. two people who represent hope in this city. The winter sports general absolutely. managers. We cannot turn the page. See, that's I gotta hey. bring you guys, but we can't turn the page and go to basketball. Murray did. He did some great things. But this is still an Eagles town. We got we got to oh, pull no, no. it back. Pull I'm it back, baby. Page. I'm just saying. Look, I, I would much rather talk about my lack of hope for the Eagles <laughs> than my full on hope for any other team. So the, the discussion of the Philadelphia 76 or Eagles part of me is not going anywhere. See, you know, you, 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 see that's that. I mean, that's you didn't even get the right name there. right. Right. Well, that's <laughs> because I'm I'm all flustered here. He's right? conflating because he, he spilled coffee all over his broadcast studio. I'm right. surprised that we're still on the air right now. So am I. But actually, you know, see, the fact that you have such a good connection, your your video has not blurred one iota. 
Bro, you you almost made me choke on my coffee, man. I'm a I'm a I'm, I gotta get hardwired now. I've been yep. you know I I've tried. All right, it's I gotta no tell food. the wife, Harry. It's gotta happen. Yeah. It's gotta. Happen. You want me to? You want me to tell her? No, man. We'll both be. Just in bring her man. down here right now. We'll get this done. <laughs> You'll be in full full effect. <laughs> uh, we need to pump. You need to pump the brakes, Aton, though, on how good this Cleveland team is. No, they're not. I know they're six and three, but have you seen their schedule? Who yeah, they've beaten? But you know what? Here's the thing. The Eagles, I, I will bring it back real quick in these final 50 seconds to the team. The Eagles have shown me that it is not a gimme and that it is difficult to beat bad teams. So the Browns don't get knocked for beating up on bad. The Packers slept walked through a game against the Jaguars. You know, if, if you ha let bad teams hang around in this league, you wind up losing to one or two of them. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the Browns got pummeled by two good teams in Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Right. So, I, you know, I, I, they, other than that, they beat bad teams. Guess who they're going up against on Sunday, fellas? A bad football team. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but it's not like they've beaten good teams. And the Eagles right. aren't a good team. No, uh, I know. But, I mean, like, we, we beat one good team. We beat we're well, No, they're not good either. So. <laughs> That's the biggest argument here. I'm not right. arguing that the Browns beat good teams. I'm saying the Browns beat bad teams and they happen to be playing a bad team this weekend. They're four what? and one at home as well. And that only loss came against the uh, Steelers, right? No, that was in Pittsburgh. So it was their other loss. No, Sorry. they lost the to the Raiders. Game. Yeah. And look, home. that was a bad loss. Yeah. But what's the weather supposed to be out like, like out there? On windy. Sunday? Windy? Yeah, wind. No yeah. rain? I don't think uh, so. Might be a little, but it's cloudy with wind. Well, I mean, it's going to be tough for us anyways, man, with, with Hunt and Chubb. Well, did, you, did you see what Doug said? Doug Peterson said they will have more of a committee at running back. He's just killing me, man. He's killing me right now. Doug Peterson, I, I mean, at this point, it's not the fact of what – honestly, they need to bring in somebody like – they need to do what the Sixers have done with Elton Brand. They need to bring in somebody. We brought I, in a bunch – we brought in enough people, eight times. No, we brought but, in too many. I know you're I, I know. And, and that's where I think they need to almost go to Doug Peterson and say, look, we'll make you the offensive coordinator, but you have to work under a new head coach. Oh, I there think. is a hundred percent chance of rain on Sunday in Cleveland. Rainfall near half an inch. That doesn't bode well for us. No. Nope. That means they're gonna they in fact Baker Mayfield's arm's gonna fall off. He's gonna hand the ball so many times to uh mm. the running backs. Yeah. Well, you know what? I got to have faith. I got to have faith, man. Yeah. I, I do. Blind faith, whatever you want to call it. Blind faith. That's Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood. <laughs> Can't find my way back home. That was a great, great record, Blind Faith. I'm about to check it out. <laughs> Blind Faith. <laughs> check it out. Yep. Eric Clapton. Mm hmm. I actually saw them together at the. Uh, the uh, Wells Fargo Center. They toured together probably 10 years ago now. I might have heard it before. Let me see. Look it up. Ginger Baker and drums. Your show's getting a lot of run, man. What's that? The more and more popular people that write this the more and more I'm, i just i don't know i'm gonna have to wait now 
What are you talking what, about? What show was that again? Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. oh. You think you can go four for four real quick? Go four for four. Does the Statue of Liberty hold the torch in her left or right hand? Wow. <laughs> I'll say left. No. How long right. does Sleeping Beauty sleep? How long does Sleeping Beauty sleep? Yeah. Two days. Hundred years. Hundred years. What horror film features a famous scene where a woman is stabbed while taking a shower? Psycho. Yeah, you got one right. I didn't even give you the, the drink. Let's see if you can go four for four, cuz. <laughs> at the, the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So I'm still on this list, and this was back when I first started doing stuff for a network, another network. And I don't even think that network's around anymore. So it was the Schwartzman Network that I was doing stuff. Oh, with. yeah. Yeah, so I, I had this contact, and they would send us books, and they'd also send us games and other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I still get emails asking if I want these games. So I get them sent to me. And, and Ron is, is sick to death of this stupid stuff because it's these card games that say, you know, like, of the three of you, who we even created a bit, Tony, Jake, or Aton, Tony in the morning, then Jake in between, and then me, those three shows, because Ron produced all three of them. So there would be a question, you know, like, who's most likely to, you know, fill in the blank? And then mm-hmm. you have the three of them. Get so arrested. I, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Stuff like that. Stupid stuff like that. So, of course, I, I'd subject Ron to it, and it would just drag his day on even longer. And for the people out there, maybe it was a form of entertainment. Maybe it wasn't. But I have all of these things. So I got a new one, and it's basically called I Should Have Known That. And it's four questions of what should be easy answers. Hmm. But some of them actually make you think. And I ran through one of them with you in the break. And Harry Mays could not go four for four. No, I'm not a four for four guy. Well, not not on that card. You weren't. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If I were to ask, how many pieces does each player have at the start of a chess game? Oh, boy. See, neither of you know that. No. What's no. a box for strong 15? cigars? 16, close. Oof. What's a box for storing strong cigars called? Or Humidifier? Cigars? Humidor. 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 Yeah, How Humidor. many stomachs does a cow have? Two. Two. No, it's four. It's four. It has four. Yeah. Have four really? Four yes. Four. See, four stomachs. Four. Yeah. Now yeah. explain this. What do you need four stomachs for? Because the grass is hard. Grass doesn't have a lot of, uh, number one, doesn't have a lot of um, nutrients in it. Mm-hmm. So it has to travel to each stomach in order to pull all the um pull all the the resources and nutrients out of it so it takes you know four different stomachs for it to get through so there's four um, different digestions going yep. on yes. wow yes wow four different ones last one how long does it typically take for an alarm to go off again after the snooze button is hit five minutes. minutes nine minutes nine yeah i hate the snooze button you know what i hate i hate the fact that he thinks that he's he's smarter than us because he already knows the answer well he's got all the answers yeah he's being all smuggy too you see him yeah this is my homage to alex trebek yeah (laughs) my wife is a big fan of the snooze button drives me nuts if i don't hit it if i don't get up i'm I'm not getting up so i just get up immediately yeah what do you call the charge to play a round of golf what do you call the charge um I like don't know. what you greens pay. fee. Yes. I never knew that. No. See? Well, now you do. 
just making yeah. sure. I don't want to yeah. sound smug. I don't want to come off, you know, like a, a sense of smug. You look really smug as you was answering those questions. Yeah. Just in so your, you know. In uh, your golf shirt and your Carhartt hat. I'm telling you, this thing is my new favorite piece of clothing. I sleep in this hat now. Yeah? I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, you, it's before when there no hair, what is that? What the hell do you think I'm doing out? There? Yeah, it is cold out there right now, man. Very, I got, you know, I got a lot of hair. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was trying, I was trying to work on my my table, man, last night, and it was freezing outside. I'm like, yo, I, I'm gonna hold off a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna hold off. I would, I don't blame you at all. So Taysom Hill gets the start, right, on Sunday, and between Taysom Hill not having anywhere near this level of workload. And Jameis Winston, who is the same guy that'll put you up by 23 and also be the reason why you lose by a touchdown. I don't know how you can trust the Saints offense. But beyond that, the Falcons now become a player in this game. Well, how do you know this isn't a rope-a-dope by Sean Payton? I mean, why would this come out during on a Friday? Normally, they try to keep a team guessing right, you know, right up until you know, pregame warm-ups. No, that's why they did that. They did that because now um, they have to prepare for everything now. I mean, now they're thinking, all right, they're going to have all these read option plays. They're going to have um, they're going to have plays in which they're going to be running Taysom Hill doing this, and they're going to do a gadget play doing that. So it gives them so much more that they have to go out and practice for that they can't focus on just you know, or if it's just Jameis Winston, we know he's going to drop back a pass. He's not going to run all those type of plays. But that's what I mean. Like, why tell them though? Because it makes them it makes them go out and they can't specifically practice on one thing. It puts so much stuff on the table right. that they really just go and just practice stuff that they're you know that the Saints aren't even going to run. Hmm. So yeah, that means it's, it, it's going to waste gamesmanship. time. You're going to waste the the time of the Falcons right in practice this week, preparing for stuff that ain't going to happen. Well, don't you think? Because this is a divisional game. These teams meet twice a year. Okay, they, yeah. they, Taysom Hill is no surprise to the Atlanta Falcons coaching staff, or at least he shouldn't be. Wouldn't they have already done that? Even if Drew Brees was was quarterbacking, like prepare for some Taysom Hill plays. Not to the extent of him playing in there, you know, because that I mean that that really changed the whole dynamic on how you um, call that defensive game. You know, it's hard enough, you know, calling it for for. You know, Breeze, who, you know, you know what he's going to do. But right. you have to add Taysom Hill to it. He brings so much other um, facets to to what you have to defend, you know, because he can run, because he is an athlete. I mean, they run power with the quarterback. You know, power mm -hmm. is when, you know, double team the front side, pull the backside guard around, have a fullback running. Uh, like a Stanford play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and then the quarterback's running behind a fullback and a running back. That's two extra blockers. Right. It's like high school football. Yes. That's all it is. It's really what it is. That's now all it is. From Adam Schefter. According to Shefty, Winston will not be part of any offensive packages Sunday versus the Falcons per Diana ESPN. Diana Rossini. Diana Rossini, probably. The Saints quarterback now is Taysom Hill. So, so Jameis is essentially benched. Yeah, serious L for Winston. Not wow. really, because uh, I, I think – I. You know what? I was actually thinking this, and I, I didn't say anything, but I was actually thinking this going into this game when, when I figured out that um, that um, Breeze was out. Who becomes the starting quarterback? And I was thinking to myself, I mean, Taysom Hill was screaming, I mean, crying the whole offseason because he wants a legitimate shot of being a, a starting quarterback in the league. And he wanted to leave. They tried. He tried to leave, but they wouldn't let him leave. They tendered him. So I was thinking, well, 
if he was screaming like that going into this game, um, going into the season, I know he's going to be screaming this time to be a starter at the quarterback position going into the, you know, when, when Breeze is out. Because hmm. remember last year they had, uh, they had, uh, what's his name, went to, to, to Carolina. Um, Oh my goodness, Bridgewater, Brid- they Teddy, had B. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. So since right. they had him, he was the starter, and Taysom Hill was still the gadget guy. Well, he's tired of being the gadget guy. He wants to be a starter. So that's what he was crying about the whole offseason. So I, well, I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded by this. I can't believe that they're going to let him start. This is yeah. going to be a yeah. bad offensive game. Okay, so the, that leads me. Well, you've no. already answered my question. You don't think he gives them the best chance to win? No. Right. He just hasn't had enough time to prove it. And well, I and he doesn't get the I don't know how he could get the benefit of the doubt when he's been used. Now it's not sparingly so much as like Jalen Hurts, and when Taysom Hill's on the field, he definitely has made an impact. But these are small bursts in which, as Barrett said, a team is maybe spending ten percent of their time allocating on it. Now the fact that Hill has to go through a volume of play at the quarterback position to me increases the chance of a mistake mm-hmm. he's gonna have to be back in that pocket looking going through progressions multiple times he's gonna have to make throws on third and 13 and mm-hmm. can't just dump it off to alvin kamara or michael thomas right right but also it gives also the defense an opportunity now to be like you know to guess wrong really because now all right if you don't fill your lane or you rush him wrong he has the ability to get downfield um, you, you can't play man to man because if you play man to man with Taysom Hill, it really puts you in an awkward position because everybody's backs are turned when you're covering somebody. Now he can use his athletic talent to run down the field. I mean, those are I mean, there's so many cat and mouse uh, games that's going to be run with that defense and, and, and Taysom that this is going to be crazy. It's going to be a great game. Great. Game. What time does the game start? Let me see. Because I'd hate to have to lose this. Uh, not well, see I, the look, game. I think Atlanta wins this game. So don't that is it's a me. one o'clock. Game, you're not going to be able to watch. I really it took the Falcons. Terrible, man. See, that's yeah. it's the you're only screwed. thing. You're screwed. You, you got to watch the Eagles intently because you don't want to be upstaged <laughs> by uh, Seth Joyner or Ray Diddy. Ray Diddy, yeah. Mike. Yeah, they, they'll Mark definitely Hand. make. You, How many? They'll make you like a fool. You have the studio there, the home studio. You have more than one, don't you? Yeah, you do. You do. Right. But okay. I'm not. I. They don't like to. You know. They really, don't, they really want me to focus, focus on, on hyper focus oh, okay. on the Eagles. Well, right. We're not here to get you in trouble. Right? They're not paying you what they're paying you to watch the Falcons. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. <laughs> well, I got in Atlanta plus five and a half, and I feel uh, see, about that. it's you always about gambling. It's uh, always right, about right, betting. right, right. This right, thing right. opened up at five and a half, and I didn't like it right from the jump. So I got in at five and a half, and the Falcons were plus one ninety five to win this thing outright. What does that tell you? They weren't even a two to one to win this thing outright. So I jumped in there, but at this well, it's point, down to three and a half in a lot of spots. Yeah. yeah. Because well, of the quarterback situation. Yeah. Well, let me, let me, let me also, you know, give you this a time because Taysom Hill is such a good, um, versatile player. It really messes up the number count with the defense because now it's usually, um, 10 against 11 hmm. when you, when right. you, when you're playing against defense, cause the quarterback is never really an issue as far as, you know, cause he's, if he's throwing the ball, he's not doing anything but throwing it or handing it off. But with Taysen, that's an added blocker uh, that that's allowed into a game now that, you know, he can use as a blocker. So instead of just handing the ball off, this not a guy that he's used to hand it off. He can now block somebody, which puts Taysom in a position now that, you know, it kind of evens things up on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to a number count. 
Imagine what this is doing to the fantasy football community throughout the throughout the world, Aton and Barrett. Well, right. Uh, right. If you look at a couple of different areas, you can still play Hill mm. at the wide receiver or tight end. Right. Yeah. Like a flex yep. position or something. Flex. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If you play this thing right, you could run like uh, Lamar Jackson at the quarterback, tally up a ton of stats and have right. Hill as your tight end but get stats for throwing the football. Mm. So wow. it, it actually, it, I know what you were saying, but it actually might help people. I mean, I'm tempted right now to run a Taysom Hill stack. Here we go. I knew a stack was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's not a weekend without a stack or two. Nope. Right, right. Just stack it up all weekend. Stacked here. up, racked up. Stacked up, right? <laughs> I saw the uh, preview last night for the Mass Singer. Oh, Brock, really? That's why I sent you that Brock out. Yeah. I'm you, are red. you are rocking and rolling right now. Wait a man. second. I, I get ripped for watching the Queen's Gambit, and you're watching the masked no, singer? No, it was some stupid commercial that was on in between the game last night. Oh. oh I saw right. that. Yeah, I saw that. I it saw that. terrible. All right, we'll wrap the hour coming up. We have a bunch of things. Ron reminds us of a great anniversary. There are a bunch of things, actually. And, and today is a weird day of anniversaries, especially in sports. We'll wrap the hour next. You're listening. You're watching. It's the middle. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right, Jimmy's with us at 1240. Look at my account. My mortgage didn't come out yet. I wonder why. It's the middle of the month. Oh, hey, fellas, by the way, yo, Aton. Yeah. They, um, I put all the stuff at the curb, and then I woke up early in the morning when I heard the trash trucks outside, and I gave the guys extra 50 bucks to take everything, and bam, yep. they did yep. it. They took everything. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, man. It's just like a huge relief off my head. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, right? You didn't need to... Like that one eight hundred got junk. They cost they charge you like four hundred bucks. Right, 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 right. No, it's craziness. I um I went to uh Home Depot. I looked at one of those green bags, and I would have filled that up in two seconds. You know, it's like a hundred bucks to fill become once you fill the it up. The Baxter. Yeah, the Baxter. No, Aton. You use the, the Baxter. You using the Baxter, Mo? <laughs> I didn't realize that. I didn't know you were going full Baxter. I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't want to get it. Not Baxter. No. 
That might be. Hey, what's on you guys' agenda this weekend? That's an all-timer. Uh, I think I'm supposed to play golf tomorrow. I'm playing golf tomorrow and Sunday. I have to go clean out my boat. Where? And it's in um, it's in a uh, Wildwood. Oh my god! So I got to go clean it out. Um, is it in storage or is it in a dock? It's it's dock right now. They're putting it in storage. Mm. So I got to go clean it out. Once I clean it out, is that why you asked? What'd you say? Are you trying to recruit us? Is that why you asked? No, I wouldn't do that to you, man. I wouldn't do you that would to you at all. You had to jump my car yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd have called <laughs> yeah, that. So what right. happened there? The, the no, brother-in-law the hooked you up? Came, yeah, he came right over. He even let me borrow the cables. Wow. My so brother is like very handy. He, he he fixes stuff. He's really good at things like that. I'm not. Uh, you were listening to the middle on the sports app. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. You guys see the story about Jim Nance wanting a lot of money? I did. I saw that yesterday, actually. Yeah. We didn't get to it. But, uh, yeah, well, you know, his partner makes like $17.5 million because ESPN came after him. And who knows, maybe, maybe Fox did, too. I don't know. And said they were going to pay him this an unbelievable amount of money. And CBS is like, we want to keep him. Yes. Now, is anybody knocking down CBS's door for the great Jim Nance, who I yeah, I think is great, <laughs> but I don't think anybody's offering, you know, to steal him away for $20 million. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, they were going to pay Peyton around the same thing, but mm -hmm. they couldn't get him. But Right. Yeah, they were ESPN was trying to build him in there, right? Right, right. right. They were trying to go get him, yeah. That's the thing is I, I agree. I don't know who's going to the TV set. And to be fair, I don't know who's going to the TV set for any announcer anymore. Yep. Right. I mean, it, we talked about that earlier in the week when Barrett was mentioning playing and Madden was on Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. like, there was a whole thing. There was a whole association of John Madden, the video game, being in the league being talked about by Madden, playing yourself yep. on a game. Like, there was this whole association and connection, Barrett, you remember, with this thing. And now, I, yes, there are famous announcers, and I'm not saying that they're all junk, but I don't know if they have the same lure to the fan base as they, as they once did. It was nothing like Pat Summerall, and, and you know, you got... He, he was the best. Yeah. All right, you know, and, and him and Madden. Down the field. Yes. But, <laughs> I mean, but I'm saying... The boys like, are iconic. They're, they're iconic. Romo, I enjoy Romo, and I watch games. If I know he's calling the game... Absolutely. It, it's two teams that maybe I don't care that much about. They usually call the big games anyway, but right. I like listening to him call a game. Now, Nance... Nance doesn't just do football. He works year-round with college basketball and yep. golf and then football. So he does deserve a raise. Well, you know, I mean, he does everything, you know. I mean, look yeah. at Buck, you know. What, what, he does what, it all, too. Does yeah. everything. He does the, the best game, the, the you know, the World Series, things like right. that. So, you know, his, he's got an iconic, uh, iconic voice, even though we hate him here in Philly. No, we don't. The, the, the dopes do. <laughs> I don't hate him. No, I don't. Really well, he's never said anything bad to me. No, but others hate him. I mean, oh, I know ferociously. <laughs> it's just it's interesting because I think just to flip it, while there are people and and I agree with you, Harry, on Tony Romo, that you'll go and say, "Oh, they're calling a game." Absolutely, I'll sit down. Right. The reality is, is the NFL, and and this is probably the worst sport to hold any leverage on, 
the NFL could put out the bottom. How many times have we sat through the D or E broadcast yeah. and thought, hey, it's football? Right. Who cares? Right. It's right. Football. We got Watch zero D this, this week, but yeah, exactly. so what? Exactly right. <laughs> no disrespect to him, but I mean, he is on like their fourth team, I think. And that's the, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Where we've sat through a bunch of crap and it's just life. That's kind of messed up, though, man. We'll watch anything. And anything. What do you mean? What do you mean it's messed up? Was messed up that being four, you know, the fourth best team. What the broadcast team? Yeah, man, I hated that, man. You know, you got the best, you got the second best, you know. Because when I, you know, when I did when I do college football games, when I was just producing, Mm -hmm. you know, you had you know the game day crew, you know, and and but you know I was on the second crew, you know, I was on Todd Blackledge crew, right. And you know we were always being, yeah, and Nestler, you know, so Nest, that's my guy, bro. Yeah, that was my guy. Nestler, huh? Love him, man. Love him, man. I mean, we had so much fun after the games. He's an Atlanta guy, isn't he? Yeah, and he yeah, live in Atlanta? Atlanta. Yeah, yep, from Atlanta. No, so, but you know, we always get, but we got quality games. We got all like all SEC games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back when Chip Kelly was the big deal, we did like. Five Chip Daly, um Oregon games that year because he was the hot thing out. So we always had a great game, mm-hmm. but I just hated the fact because I thought our our presentation and what we did was a lot better than the game day crew. You know, mm-hmm. I hated being labeled as art right, the second best crew, and we took it serious, man. We took it very serious. Wow, we hated that. Yeah, you know, we wanted we wanted to be the best. In fact, uh, my um the uh, the lead producer is now the lead producer for. Monday Night Football. Yeah, well, it's kind of like being Aton. It's kind of like being the midday show and never being the you know the afternoon drive or the morning show. Right. You You may be the best show, but right, they are they deem that the best show. That sucks. (laughs) Never get any promotion or Mm -hmm. right any billboards, anything like that. That's why we gonna make the middle the best, the best show. Absolutely. This gonna be this is a prime time slot though. Eleven to one. This is prime time. Right around lunchtime, everybody could take their break, check us out. Right. Yeah, we cover that whole. Yeah, we give you some quality too. Early afternoon. Quality. Let's see here. Yeah, this Penn State story is insanity. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Let me get up on it. What is what's and going Rob on at Penn State? Tweeting about it now. A former player um, who ended up leaving and transferring to Cal, I believe. Um, is claiming that he got in a fight with a couple of players, including Micah Parsons. And this is like two years ago. And oh, Franklin seen. Franklin told him to not tell the police because Parsons is like his best player and, you know, whatever. He just wanted to, push, you know, sweep it under the rug. And then you read into it. There's all this kind of weird sexual intimidation coming from, a couple of players. One was a defensive lineman that was named in several situations. Really weird, like stuff. What you got to read it? Wow. Oh, yeah. hazing allegations and stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But weird stuff. Like the hazing right. was definitely on some other level. Yeah. Like it. It wasn't like abusive hazing. It was. It was different. It oh was no, it is abusive. I mean, it's you abusive hear what about it's Sandusky. Abusive. Yeah, he's it's saying he's going to Sandusky him in the shower yeah. and all that. Like. Weird stuff, man. Wow. That is crazy. Now, talking to some people that are Penn State, big Penn State honks, they're all claiming that this guy, this guy who's 
saying all this is a little mental. They're saying that he's in balance and he's out of balance. So they're, yeah. you know, they're saying he's crazy. But, you know, all this stuff coming out in the year in which they're 0-4. Mm-hmm. I had heard about this story before, but now it's coming back out again. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, there's hazing, but I don't I, I never heard of sexual hazing or, you know what I'm saying, even yeah. trying to say anything. I mean, yeah. I mean, I understand even as a rookie coming in or, or as a freshman coming, in, I understand you're going to have to go through your bumps and bruises. You might have to cut your hair or whatever. This is nothing like that. Yeah, you ain't you ain't finna touch me like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, I mean that that St. Louis will come out of me then. You know, I'm gonna have yeah, to choke right. somebody. You know what I'm saying? You you you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna threaten me like that. Right. That's definitely not happening. Definitely not happening. And you ain't gonna say that to me. I'd have just had to transfer because I'd have I might have really hurt that boy. Well, there's a player, a defensive tackle. Yeah, who's named in here several times, and he's. If any of this stuff is true, he's got some real issues. Huge issues. His name is Damian Barber. Crazy. I mean, why'd you we're talking about, you know, what Sandusky did was was I mean, that's I can't even yeah. think about it, you know. But then to say something like that, that's crazy. Yeter Gross Matos is named in this too. Wow. Yeah. Fucking Tarico make 10 million a year, by the way. Ten. Yep. yep. Well, Nance deserves at least that. Yeah, I mean, he deserves. Well, Mike, you know, Mike is. They brought Mike on. Mike is really their, uh, you know, the 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 guy that they use for the Olympics. You know, that's really why they really wanted him and kind of screwed him this year because there's no Olympics this year. But right. He's like the Olympics guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, Patrick too. Just yeah. To he should be their lead golf guy too, Tariko. Tariko, yeah, I agree. I mean, that whole thing opened up with Dan Patrick just wanting way too much and then just being like screw it i can get it. i can get out of here but they're uh they're doing they're they're making changes as is like they don't even have rodney on at the half anymore really yeah he's he's because he does it from home mm-hmm. but they took him off on the half and i think they put um maybe like one more chris sims thing in or something i don't know it's weird it's too much dungy it's all, a lot of dungeons. I mean, you know, great guy and all, but too he's he's got too much time to talk. Yeah. Cuz he well, never he's never going to rip anything. No, it, he doesn't rip on the Notre Dame games ever. No. No. Oh, Mad Dog Unleashed launching a new podcast. Oh yeah. yeah. Digging this up is the past. Media property <laughs> in partnership with Sacred <laughs> Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, the biggest news in the NFL involves the Eagles Browns news as Miles Garrett, arguably the defensive player of the year will be sidelined as he's on the COVID-19 list. We'll chat with Jimmy Kemsky from the Philly Voice, where we are on, of course, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 Eastern, not only on SportsMap Radio, but phillyvoice.com slash the middle. You can see the three of us, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, throughout the show, 11 to 1, all two hours. We don't break. Our faces are up. Our voices are up. And we'll chat with Jimmy 1240, about 35 minutes from now regarding this game and the loss 
of Miles Garrett. We also hit the quarterback scenario playing out with the New Orleans Saints right now, and that's Taysom Hill. Love it or leave it, that's going to be Taysom Hill as your starting quarterback. And then that leaves the always important question on Friday, the game of the weekend. Mm. And we have two, I think, good, solid candidates with a dark horse candidate thrown in there. Let me throw out Titans-Ravens and Packers-Colts. Packers-Colts, yes. Yeah, I like Packers-Colts. Chiefs-Raiders as the Vegas Raiders try and sweep Kansas City. Well, they have a bunch of guys out for on COVID uh, right now. Though, yeah, so. in their whole uh, – is it their offensive line Defense. or like defensive line? Miss practice. Defensive line. Everybody's missing practice right now. The whole NFL is uh, virtual right yeah. now. Right, 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 right. So these guys are still playing. That's why that line is down to eight. It bumped up to eight and a half, maybe even nine for a blip. Mm-hmm. But it's down to eight again. I don't know. I like Monday night game. I'm pretty fired up about Jets Chargers, Ooh, man. <laughs> Jets Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually taking the Jets this week. At nine and a half? Yep. They've lost every game by at least eight points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I grabbed them and I grabbed the Jaguars at ten and a half. Oh, I'm all over. I got the – I got in at ten. And I'm okay with Pittsburgh at ten. Well, I I took Jacksonville. I know, I know. So we're on odds on that. What are the odds? You can hear that Monday through Wednesday. All right, coming back. A lot going on here. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle sports map radio. Bengals, Washington. No. Master that game is. I, no. I think Monday night is going to be a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah Rams, right. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Rams, Tampa Two Bay. Two good defenses, man. Yeah, really good defenses. I'll tell you what. That's going to be a tough night for both quarterbacks. Right, right. You know what I mean? Well, they're already saying that. Why is everybody just anointing? Um, Tampa Bay's wide receiver is the best wide receiver core um, just because of A.B.'s there. I mean, they're just yeah. saying, this is, you know, he's, he's just going to automatically come in and make that the best receiving core ever. Well, how, how, how do you know he's going to survive the season on the roster? I, thank you. You know thank what I mean? You. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, Evans is a, he's a beast, you know, but. Yeah, I think the best game this week is Titans-Ravens. You think? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Titans, Ravens. And then second, Packers, Colts. I go Packers, Colts. Uh, two great coaches. Well, two good coaches. Mm-hmm. Emerging coaches. You know. And then we got the Thanksgiving games coming up uh, next week. Yeah. On Thursday. Redskins. <laughs> Redskins. The Washington football team against the Cowboys. Uh, I'll, I'll watch because I have to. But mm-hmm. I bet Greg Olson going down last night. I know, man. Sometimes your body just lets you know, man. It's time for you to give it up. Mm-hmm. Time, time to chill out. Like I said, man. I, you know, once I saw that linebacker blitzing, and I knew, I'm, oh, I got him. Linebackers blitzing, so I'm I'm playing guard, and I'm I'm kick stepping out to go get the linebacker. I'm kick stepping. I'm kick stepping. And as I'm kick stepping, he's going farther. He's mm-hmm. running away from me, and <laughs> he's going to make a play. I'm like, I can't I saw get it him. from the beginning. Yeah, I saw it from the beginning. I knew it was going to happen. I'm going out to make it happen, and I couldn't get there. I'm like, you know, it's, it's my. It's almost time for me to hang him up. But then I thought about it. The money's too good, so I try to go through, and you know, 
finished out camp. I made the squad first game of the year playing against, uh, you know, I mean, we're playing against the Panthers. Yeah, we're playing against Panthers. Deuce runs in my back, bam, hits me. My knee hits the ground. I rip my whole quad muscle from my kneecap. Oh, man. Yeah, my, my quad muscle rolled up like a, you know, you ever seen a bicep when it popped? Yeah. My whole quad muscle was like that. Oh, man. Yeah, man. So, you know, the doctor comes out on the field and he says, uh, he looks at me and says, hey, oh, it's you, Brooksy. Oh, oh, you'll be okay. I said, what are you talking about, Doc? He said, uh, well, you got that nursing thing that you do. I'm like, yeah, I, I got a nursing school. So what does that have to do with what I'm doing right now? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? He said, well, Brooksy, somebody half your size and half your age couldn't come back from this um, this injury. I'm like, what's going on? So he pulled my he pulled my sleeve because I couldn't see it. He pulled my leg up. Ugh. And I saw it rolled up there. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, Jimmy's gonna join us at 12:40 Eastern. So we've got a couple of segments here to run through everything we possibly can in the NFL. And, you know, it's crazy because you've got a team in the, in college football that's about to start 0-5 if, in fact, they lose this game. And they're clearly, I would think, the talk of the town. Like, this has to be the biggest story in college football, not Indiana going up against Ohio State, right? Which game are you talking about? I'm talking Penn State. About a game. Penn State 0 and 5. I'm talking oh. about yeah, a team that's on the verge of going 0 and 5 right now is the talk of the town because of this scandal that's hovering around them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I, I don't know if there's another team or game, I should say, that would dominate, like that would take away from that headline. No knock on that 30 point spread with Alabama and, Can- and Kentucky. And Kentucky, yeah. Um, Wisconsin Northwestern isn't really doing it for me. That's a pretty good game. Yeah, if you like, uh, you know, if you like the fourteen ten games. <laughs> um, there was there was one. Oh, Liberty North Carolina State is a game that I'm very interested in. Why? Uh, well, Liberty's undefeated. They got that transfer yeah. quarterback from Auburn in there. Right. And this kid uh, Bailey Hack uh, Hockman, who's the backup for NC State, has done a tremendous job. Uh, since coming in, both these teams can just score, and I think it's going to be a real fun game to watch. Um, if Liberty wins, and that'd be their win, third win against the ACC this crazy. year. They'd be nine and zero. Yeah. All right. Now, now think about this: they have UMass, and then a huge game at the end of the season against Coastal Carolina, mm. which we assume both teams will be ranked at that point. Now, this is an independent school. They're not in the conference or anything like that. But you mentioned Malik Willis, right? The quarterback. Mm-hmm. Transfer. If, in fact, and this is a question for you guys, because I, I don't know at what point this becomes a normalized combo because I don't think we're there yet. But if they go undefeated and Liberty is not 11-0, and 0, including that win against Coastal Carolina, how is Malik Willis not in serious contention for, for the Heisman? Heisman? Right. Yeah. He's I, I'm with you. on that offense. He yeah. runs, he throws. I don't think that he's caught a football yet from himself, but they're working on that play. <laughs> right. He ha- that, that play is in the playbook for Absolutely. Hugh Freeze. Yeah. No, that's it, a great point. And, it, you know, maybe he's one of those guys that, 
you know, if they go to New York anymore for this stuff, they probably don't. It'll be a virtual thing. Uh, would be in some sort of virtual room, you know, waiting to finish third. Which is fine. At yeah. least he got thrown in there. And and I know it would be a complimentary toss. Yeah. But this is different than putting the team in the playoffs. I'm mm -hmm. talking about just recognizing one player. Yeah, he's been incredible. There's no doubt about it. And that's that's one of the reasons, big reasons why I want to watch that game this weekend. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma is a good one, too. Bedlam. That's what I was yeah. Bedlam, about yeah. to say. Yeah. Bedlam's going to be – that's going to be a good game because – you know, both of these teams um, kind of lost their way out of really the race as far as being uh, in the playoffs. But I mean, it's still, you know, it was 18 and 14. You know, they're ranked pretty high. Both they can still win the high. conference. Right, right. Yeah. It's the so. lowest total for Bedlam I, I saw in a long time. Is that right? 59. 59 and a half. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's the thing, though. Oklahoma. Remember, Oklahoma started out really bad mm -hmm. right they lost to kansas state they lost yeah. my squad <laughs> i knew it give lost you an opportunity to slide that in there well i mean look we're we're it's gonna be tough on us i mean iowa state is a good team this ranked year i mean eight, they've been right? the last three years they've been ranked yep. they're, i mean they're solid you know ohio's i mean iowa state iowa game you know that it used to be just a you know Iowa just gonna beat up on iowa state but hey these past couple of years you know they've been going tip for tat they're ranked 17th so yeah. i mean it's, it's Kansas State wins this one, though, fellas. I'm telling you now. Put let's not down. let's not sleep on Michigan going to Rutgers too. I'm, I'm wow, <laughs> wow. Are we at that point with Michigan? Michigan Are the Wolverine now? fans going to even watch this oh, weekend? Are if they, they lose this game? It's guaranteed that uh, that um, Harbaugh's getting fired. Guaranteed. You think so? Oh, no question, no question, no question. For who? Luke Fickle? I'd, I'd make that decision. His name has been coming up. I'm hearing it every Saturday. I've been here every Saturday. Mm. Well, Cincinnati only a six point at UCF. Game. That's another really good game. That you're right. That's actually a you know. Mm. Here's the thing: the games that are being played are not terrible. Mm -hmm. Right? Are not. And we'll get to that Indiana Ohio State game in a second. But here's one to look at as well. Where if you if you just look at that Arkansas game, Arkansas now, remember, Tennessee. Or no, LSU. LSU. Yeah, right. yeah. That's a rivalry game. That's exactly. It's a yeah. rivalry game. It's two teams that are definitely having down years for sure, especially for LSU. But the game itself is is a good one. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what you got this year. Look, I, I don't anticipate Vanderbilt covering a 30, 31 and a half point spread. But same thing with Florida State. Like Clemson and Florida have laughers in front yeah. of them. And then you look at that game that starts at – I mean, think about it. You, you've got – Every time slot, you've got a, a watchable, like, must-watch type game. You've got right. the Indiana-Ohio State game that kicks off, and then the next slot, you can take your pick, Cincinnati-UCF, Wisconsin-Northwestern, and then you get into a little bit later, if it's Barrett and his bias watching Ohio State, <laughs> or pardon me, Kansas State and Iowa State. But even still, you know, in that 330 range to 4, it's that same thing. And then you get into that 7-7 seven, seven Eastern range, and you've got Bedlam, you've got Liberty, and even into the night, into the night, you've got that USC Utah game. Right. That's that's a two two and a half point line, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So and, and that's Utah's first game of the year, I think. It is. Yeah. You're absolutely right. We don't know what to expect from the Pac-12 right now. It's not exactly. a bad day. It really isn't. No. Really. It got postponed and canceled, and all this talk about. And I know people are devastated. They can't see Kansas lose their eighth straight game this year. But 
it's a pretty good slate overall, including, of course, Ohio State and Indiana. That's a must watch. I mean, I I, I want to I just want to see where Indiana. I mean, I know they're going to lose, but I want to see where they are in their development. This is a major, major, major recruiting game. Yeah. For the Hoosiers, if what's they the, can what's compete, line? twenty and a half. Yeah. Wow. But you're right, Barrett. That that's probably the most understated point of this game. Right. Where everybody will look at on the field and the matchups and how they can keep it close. But mm-hmm. if you lose by three points, if you lose by a touchdown to Ohio State at Ohio State, right? That's a huge statement. You can go back and say, look, you know, we finished 10 and one in the conference, and look how close we are to Ohio State. We, with your help, young man, we'll get there. Right. And yeah, it's like, definitely. even if it's just for a year, I don't know how long they can sustain this. Right. But you take Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, like the usual teams that are right up there nipping at Ohio State's heels, and you slide them down, and you put Indiana in there. Well, you know, it, they use it like they, they're going to say, look, those programs over there that we beat already were already established powerhouses. Mm-hmm. You can help us establish Indiana as a powerhouse in the Big Ten. Right. Come on, son. We almost beat Ohio right. State. Right. We almost beat them. At With the you, shoe. we can beat them. Yeah. Yes. At the shoe. Exactly. So, that, I mean, that's that's huge. As a young player, that's huge. Although, you know, at Kansas State, I was like, uh, they're like, uh, well, you know, we just want you to come here. I said, I just let him. Hey, can I play basketball here? Well, we'll let you play basketball. All right, done deal. I'll, I'm gonna come because you let me play basketball. I played basketball for two months, mm-hmm. and they said, no, you're on a football scholarship. Get back down there. Now, who was the coach of the basketball team at that time? I, man, I forget what his name was. I think you he's forget? in. A, yeah, yeah, I forget his name. Because I, I was only for. <laughs> I never talked to him. I was never good enough to really play. Any, I mean, I got in like two games but i was never really a good enough to play play right i mean i was only a six foot three six foot i was, I was six foot four power forward was this you after know? mitch richmond like left yeah this was this is this was after mitch oh, richmond. Yeah, yeah. okay yeah, way yeah. after mitch richmond yeah. all right yeah he's not that old come on okay, <laughs> yeah hey, hey well, well put this in their perspective uh we were warming up you know going uh you know going into uh to, to the year and there was this guy named jr Ryder. Mm-hmm. came sure. there well, sure, he was at I Kansas. State. He had signed at Kansas State, but the season hadn't started. We, you know, I went to we went with a couple of football players, like seven of us. We played basketball. We used to beat our basketball team. That's how good athletes we were. We used hmm. to beat our basketball team. Wow. So we're in there, we're in there um practicing and, and you know playing around him. So we had a pickup game. Hey, let's play him again. So we beat him like three days before we beat him. We were going to 21 and we beat him like it was like 21 to 12 or something like that. They just could we were just too more too physical for him. They couldn't, you know, handle that. Well, they bring in this, this kid, you know, hey, can you come play with us? You know, yada, yada. So he comes in. He's taking summer classes. This kid gets out there, J.R. Ryder. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. you talking about he's one of those guys that could, you know, take 50 cent off the top of the backboard right. and, and, and put a quarterback. That That's the type of hops he had. Right. He put a ball. He dribbled a ball through his legs. It went up, hit the back of the, uh, hit the, uh, the, the rim, and he comes up and grabs it and dunks it. Yeah, in he went game. to UNLV, I think. Yeah, he? He, yeah. He, shortly after that, he left and went back. He went to UNLV. Yeah, shortly I after that, Ryder. But he signed with Kansas State for a little while. That's amazing! Wow, that is amazing! So Unbelievable. Two things before Jimmy Kemsky comes your way. One we can slide in right now, and we'll break, come back, and look at a big storyline in the National Football League. But Tigers playing with his 11 year old son, Charlie. Yes. Mm-hmm next month in the PNC. 
Right. The, 11 the, years old. The father-son tournament, yeah. Yes, where it's exactly that, mm-hmm. the father-son tournament. And, I mean, that's that's a lot of pressure. for. That's must-see television, though. No question. No it question. Is. Yeah. Now, what do you think Charlie shoots on the regular? Like, I don't know, but I, I was saying this last night uh, to uh, to my wife because we, you know, we're talking about it. And I'm like, he must be pretty darn good because I don't think Tiger would put him out there, right, into something like this if the kid, you know, isn't good. Yeah, I mean, right. he's, he's, not gonna, he's, not gonna, he's not going to embarrass right. him. You don't see right. Ronnie right. James clanking shots off the rim left and right. Right. You know right. that that kid is on his way to play it in the NBA. Yeah. So same thing with ball, although he got the first one wrong. The second one, he looks like he got right. Mm-hmm. So well, I mean, that, the first one's pretty good still. Uh, he's he's not top draft pick level no. play. No, I, I don't think he'll ever live up to where. I mean, he's, he's isn't there a third one? Yes, he's still. He's but still, what happened to him? Like, what, he's, what, still, he's still coming around. Yeah, is he's he in a, high school. He's, he's like, high school. And he's about to leave to go overseas, just like his uh, brothers did. Right. Oh, is that right? No, yeah. Lamelo is Lamelo is going to be a really good basketball player, and and I think you can tell with that. Lonzo, I think, is is just it's a tough guy to piece on a team, and it's it's difficult because of just the style in which he plays. But the the whole thing about Tiger, I I think you make a good point though, Harry, mm-hmm. which is this kid's got to be really good. He's got to yeah. be. He's got to be good. What well, you, sorry. Well, I'm just saying he was he was what six uh. He was six foot, five, eight, six foot his senior year. He and he goes overseas in like in a year and a half, um, two years, he grows to six seven. I'm like, what the hell are they feeding him over there in Australia? And he's now six seven, handles like a point guard. He still has that little fluky like jumper, but you know, he says he's a great athlete, plays above the rim. I mean, and plus he's playing against grown men over there. You know, when you when you play overseas, you're playing against grown men. It's not like you're playing over here with guys your age. So I think his the game will be a little Are more you, developed than Lamelo. Lamelo, yes. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not no. Well, I, I'm I'm mad. I'm talking about anybody that's a ball, anyways. You know, what well, I mean no, that, that's why I was going to, back to this thing with Tiger. Yeah. Which is, I mean, think about how how many average golfers do you think Tiger could come in there? Yeah, Leangelo's in the G League. Thanks, Ron Culver. Oh, that's the that's the youngest one. Yeah, who got busted in China? Remember? Okay. Right, right, right. Uh, He's but, in the G League. What's that, Ron? He's the middle child. Oh, he's the middle one. Oh, I thought Lamelo was the middle one. So Lamelo's the youngest one. Correct. He's the youngest. All right. Yeah, the G. Hard League. to keep track. Well, now you know it. They're only yeah. three. It's not like it's the break. It's not like this is eight is enough. Yeah. No, but I, I just <laughs> took a I just took a look at Charlie uh, Woods's golf swing. He's got a hell of a golf swing. So here's the thing: like that that kid's 11 years old. He's got the Woods DNA in his mm-hmm. blood. He's probably, I mean, that guy, you could probably go around to different courses and win some money off of people if they didn't know who he was. Right. If, if I were to take Charlie Woods around with me, not Tiger, it's one thing if it's Tiger, it's going to give it away. Mm-hmm. But if I were to go from public course to public course in the greater Delaware Valley. As a hustler. Exactly right. right. You're going to so pimp this kid your- up against their best players at, at the Valley, yep. right? You're yep. going to roll in there. I'm going to roll in there. I'll play a round with me and somebody else, and I'll just play my normal round and mm-hmm. lose. And you're, then, you're his biggest inhibitor. I just want you to know that, Harry. You're his biggest inhibitor. Why don't we just double down, and in this case, you bring out whoever you want in the course, in mm-hmm. the club, and I'll bring in this 11-year-old kid. Okay. And we'll double or nothing. And then we'll triple or nothing after that. And next thing you know, this kid's knocking down 50 
foot putts. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to be ridiculous. That's what Come I'm on now. That's Aton. I'm saying Aton. That, you, you're terrible, man. Come on, man. It's all about an angle here. All right. Yeah, of man. course. <laughs> it's all I'm about winning, the bet. Look, you yeah. think I'm winning the member guest tournament with you? <laughs> all right. Quick break. We'll come back. Biggest story in the NFL this week. Uh, Jimmy Kemsky, twelve forty. You're listening. You're watching the middle. PhillyVoice.com/slash the middle and Sports Map Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one that we are in place of a position of trust, and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here. Um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us, and we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. The, the, the middle. The middle. To tell you the truth, my thing is, I like Shirley Temple. So if it doesn't sound right, I'm a chicken and pizza, and I'm going to get, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, let me get a uh, Shirley Temple. So now I say, all right, I got, I got to be manly about it. Uh, give me one of them dirty Shirley's. Now, that what's in a dirty Shirley? Oh, Vodka. a dirty Shirley has booze in it. So now I feel a little bit tougher because mm-hmm. I like to taste the cherry. I tell you, I had a ginger and vodka the other day, and it was by accident because there was a that's drink that's being made that has ginger ale, grape juice, and vodka. That's a transfusion. Yes, transfusion. Thank yeah. you, Harry. I knew you would know He's what it well is. He's well-versed in all these yeah. drinks. Anything with vodka in it, Harry will know the name of the drink. You play golf at a club, you're drinking transfusions at 8 in the morning. And that's yeah. exactly where I had it, at, at the yeah. club. It was really good. Refreshing. You know, it's good for in the morning when you're out there swinging. You got you need, you need a little lube to get you know loosened up when you're out Swing there playing Swing lube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Okay, I got a minute. Gonna need to do the Eagles all around before we get out of here. Bro. Yeah, no. we might have to do that in overtime. That been that that no, that's horrible, man. Maybe we'll do it both. Why? I think the Browns, man. I need to keep this momentum going. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's all. You know, in baseball, there's a thing called the manager trying to steal outs. Like maybe you send a reliever out there for an extra at bat or two, and you just hope that he can steal oh, an I out or two. I got the clip ready to go, ready to be shared. Fight or two. As we were trying to come back from the commercial break. Watch out, watch out, watch out for Bennett. But I still have a couple minutes left before I can take a walk. Oh, my goodness. So it didn't work. Jake Osmond show. How many Olympic rings are there? 9 to 11 Eastern. Five. Yeah. Yep. Which element has the chemical symbol F-E? Iron. Iron is iron. That's right. Where do you find penguins, north or south pole? South pole. To the middle. Ah, well, you want to go four for four? What French phrase indicates ready to wear clothing intended to be worn off the rack without alteration? Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, we're back. 
Now, what was that Harry, nonsense? What was that nonsense you just said? I'm trying to see if Harry off the rack before. I know, but what what is that off a rack? What is that? It's a French term, a phrase indicating ready to wear clothing intended to be worn off the rack without significant alteration. Mm. That's a poor tear. I, I don't know. I don't know French, so I'm sure I'm butchering the term. Well, see, I don't know anything off the rack. What if I bought something off the rack that I could just wear? Right. It's got to be either ordered or made, bro. You can't go to a big and tall and get something off the rack? Man, you, do you see the stuff they have at Big and Tall? It's like wearing your Pop-Pops clothes, man. You know, it's yeah. horrible, well, yeah. man. There's no style I, I, yeah. there. Okay. Right. Technically speaking, I don't think you'd be caught dead in right. like one of those shirts, but you could at least go to the rack and wear it out. I don't know, man. They're pretty bad, man. I, I, no. I don't know. I you mean, know they... Not, really? I, I guess? No. Okay. Uh -uh. Not from a style standpoint, but from a fit standpoint. Nobody Still, man. Walk I'm, around not in style, Barrett. We wouldn't do that to you. Yeah, you're right, man. But yeah, I probably could go there and get something like that. But it probably fit perfect. I mean, it fit wrong, and then you know, look horrible, and you know, it's, it's something you know. Uh, no, my grandfather would wear stuff like that. Well, we didn't. We didn't even bring up this uh, this deal of the Eagles bringing back Jordan Howard. Oh, it, it's, did you see that? Squad. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. I am not on it right now. He was what? released by the Dolphins a few like a week ago or a few days ago, whatever it was. And I know there was some, you know, fans were like, oh, you should go get him back. They did. They signed him. Man, yeah. You look this up. The practice. Oh, he was poorly signed running back. Jordan Howard. Yeah. You know what it is? Anybody. They That's all we needed. It's just going to take another carry away from Miles Sanders. Mm -hmm. So that's, no. all, that's all this is. Come on, God. Hey, Tom, that's it, man. We're good. We're good now. Oh, We're so the this absence game now. of Miles Garrett and the arrival of Jordan Howard has put you over the head. Yes. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Did I try? I tried. I tried. Yeah, I, I tried, guys. I tried. I was work. trying to get you guys hyped up on Eagles football. That's all. I am I taking the Eagles this week, though. I, I'm still taking the Eagles. Also. Yeah, I'm taking them. I, I had go to ahead. write my little. Uh, you were wrong in the Giants game. You'll be yeah. wrong in this game. Go ahead. Okay. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I keep trying to give this out here for you. I I, I just think you're you're making the the Browns into something that they're not. I mean they're they're okay. They're not a they're not a great team at all. I mean all right, they're we'll, six and three, but I think that's a little bit flimsy. We'll talk about them coming up with Jimmy Kempsey in six minutes. But before that, who right now needs the W the most? Like whose season is teetering on the brink? Where if they don't get a win, they're really in trouble. Well, the, the Browns Eagles. are well, the Browns. The we know every week it's the Eagles, but yes, the Browns the are Browns. Right yeah, because they got two teams ahead of them. Right. Yeah. And this playoff scenario that's right now in front of them is not locked in or solidified by any means. Mm -hmm. Not to say that, you know, the Saints or other teams like the Titans, Ravens, either one of those teams, if they lose, it's going to be difficult at six and four overall. But no, the Browns are one of those teams at the top. And that's what I mean. Like, the Browns are fighting for something. But at the same time, think about this. One of these teams, Titans-Ravens, is going to be 6-4 and four mm -hmm. come Monday. That's not a great record for two teams that were expected to be deep into the playoff discussion. Yeah, but, even, you know, even with the Browns, you know, that's substantial injury, you know, them losing their top receiver. Um, with the Eagles, I, I think we can all equate it to just one guy. If one guy plays good, the whole season will turn around for this Eagles team. And the chances of, of this team 
doing that, I think it's pretty good. I think. And who's Carson, that guy? Number eleven, Carson. Yes, yeah. Carson. Yeah. He's the one that's, that's that's putting us in a position where we're not winning. And I and I and I hate to say that because everybody's like, oh, you know, it's a team. Effort. Yes, it's a team effort. But you can't be the worst player on a team if you're at that position, at the quarterback position. And if you know where he goes, his team is going. So right. yes, I have to say, if he does not play well, this team is going nowhere. But if he does turn the corner and start playing well. Right. You'll see a much different team. Well, yeah. can can the Eagles stop the run or neutralize the run well, of Cleveland? Okay. Yes. Yes. You think not? Who? No. no Aton, Aton you know, looked, we're we're going to talk about this with Jimmy coming yeah, up. So yeah. I, was, I was trying no. to. I was going back to the to the. Titans Raven with the question with the Titans Ravens game, but that's fine. We're out of time anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll talk to Jimmy and coming up in four minutes. That's all. Well, I mean Ravens. What what do you want to know about the Ravens? No, they might lose the games against the Titans. Well, no, that's what that's what I was saying. As far as which of these teams now, it's we don't have time to answer it. It's it's totally okay. Both of those teams have to win. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now you have a situation where if the Colts win and they go seven and three. Mm-hmm. They beat the Packers at home. The Titans fall to six and four. That puts them in a pretty big hole. Ravens at six and four. If they lose, that opens things up for Cleveland now. Mm -hmm. Which goes back to the thing with the Browns and Eagles about both of these teams needing it. And your point, Barrett, about Carson playing well. But it's it's not, I think it's not as much of a slam dunk for, for Cleveland. We'll talk to Jimmy Kemsky, Philly Voice, coming up next. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Run this thing here. Everybody at Philly Voice picked the Browns. Yeah. Except Matt Mullen. Is that he right? picked the Eagles to win by a point. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Newbeck picked the Eagles, too. Thought it was just Mullen. Damn it. Where's this number? John McMullen says Browns. 4080. Okay. Jesus. This thing is. I can't, I can't find anything in this thing. In what thing? The computer switched over my phone, and 
none of these none of these worked none of these contacts transferred over i hate to do it to you joe santa liquido says the browns win unbelievable everybody's bailing barrett <laughs> All right, here we go. Is he just joining us on the phone? Yeah. Yeah. Kemsky says that the Browns have the best one-two running back combo in the NFL. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, we go out and are joined by Jimmy Kemsky, who covers the Philadelphia Eagles NFL for Philly Voice. At Jimmy Kemsky with an I. And, of course, you can listen, watch us, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. It's also where you can read all things Kebsky. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander. Thanks again for joining us, Jimmy. Sure, of course. How are you guys doing? Good, good, Jimmy. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, listen I, was, so, I, was, I wasn't talking to Jimmy. You think a mad dog Russo? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm saying one, one of you two seemed very eager to jump in. Who am I to... Take away time. Well, sh- well, let me talk then, man. Dang, go on. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. But uh, Jimmy, you know, just looking at um, you know, just like you said, the running game, and you know, the lack of running game that we—it's not that we don't have, but we don't use. Do you think the addition of Howard, if he does play this weekend, will that play a factor in us running the ball more? Uh, especially since you know Carson is playing up to, you know, what I think he should be playing. Uh, I don't think he's going to have a big factor in this game. When you look at like what Jordan Howard has done so far this season with the Dolphins, uh, and they caught him despite having $4.75 million guaranteed on his contract. So, wow. Uh, they're happy to have him play for somebody else while continuing to pay him. Uh, and he had, I think he had, tw- just off the top of my head, I think he had 28 carries for 33 yards this season. One catch for minus three yards uh, on a play that he fumbled on, too. <laughs> like, he was wildly uh, unproductive for the Dolphins this year. Two yards per carry, if I recall correctly. So if they do play him, it's really only because uh, Corey Clement went on the COVID-19 list. So I would assume that he would take over that Corey Clement role, which hasn't been very prominent this, this season either. Hey, Jimmy, can we anticipate uh, maybe a little bit more focus early on of trying to get the ball to Alshon Jeffrey this week? Uh, I sure hope not from <laughs> from from uh, if, if they want to win. I mean, like, I, so play three of the game last week against the Giants, uh, Alshon came into the game and Fulgham came out. And mm-hmm. my immediate reaction was like, you got to be kidding me yep. that they're taking Fulgham out of the game for, for a guy that hasn't played all year, got hurt, you know, just coming back from an injury, dashed the quarterback twice over the last couple of years. So 
Uh, then after they didn't really take Fulgham out of the game much for him or at all. Like I think he still played like 88% of the snaps. But I personally think it'd be malpractice to take Fulgham or Rager out of the game in favor of Alshon in a season where they're not Super Bowl contenders. Get these young guys as many snaps as they can. If you want to mix Alshon in in those three receiver sets with Fulgham and uh, with Rager as they did uh, last week against the Giants, and that's fine. If you're like if if Greg Ward is the guy losing snaps to, to Alshon, then I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think they tried to get the ball to him early on that first drive. They uh, Carson Wentz targeted him, threw it over his head. wasn't Alshon's fault, uh, of course, on that play. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, Doug did say that – Doug Peterson did say that they were going to ramp up Alshon's snaps uh, each week as he continues to come back from this foot and calf injury and whatever else. Uh, they they conquered up there, but uh, yeah. So I, it will be interesting to see, you know, how they use him going forward. What is it about this year that just seems like the team is is a as half or maybe a full step behind? And I know from Twitter to people that cover the team to idiots like us on the radio, us meaning Harry and Aton Barrett, of course, straddling that line, analyst as well, former player. But you know, everybody has opinions and everybody writes about stuff and talks about stuff about what should be done and. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're not. It just feels like every little thing down to Doug Peterson saying, oh, yeah, we'll do this a a week or two late, you know, move Carson around. But then he takes a step back by saying, well, we'll we'll have a running back by committee, even though we want to see more Miles Sanders Hmm. or your point about taking Travis Fulgham off the field to put a guy in who shouldn't probably even be on this team anymore now, Sean Jeffrey. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, from top to bottom, you can just spread blame around everywhere. Like, I mean, when you just look at the players individually, I mean, how many players can you name that have exceeded expectations this season? I mean, if you can get to a half dozen, then you're a better man than me. But then beyond those, is the play of the players, just from top to bottom, coaching staff, front office, it's all been bad this year. Scheme's bad. Execution's bad. You can pretty much blame everything. However you want to weight that blame, uh, you can kind of take pick and choose if, 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 you know, as, as you know, observer or casual fan of the team or, or someone who is sort of a diehard. You can kind of weight that however you feel. But it really, across the board, has just been bad, bad, bad across the board. Absolutely. And, and, and Jimmy, you know, just looking at uh, the game on Sunday and, and projecting, you know, the weather conditions that are going to be uh, there. It's supposed to be rainy, uh, windy. We're going to get a healthy dose of Hunt and Chubb. And it used to be that the Eagles yeah. were tops the league, you know, top five, top 10 in the league with stopping a run. Do they have the ability to get back to that type of defense of prowess? And, uh, you know, you think we'll see it on Sunday? So they've done okay against running backs. I think uh, running backs just off the top of my head are averaging uh, 3.4 yards per carry against them. They've given up a lot of touchdowns to running backs. They're going to be eight or nine or something like that. But, you know, as we've all seen, they have gotten absolutely wrecked by, you know, these jet sweeps to running backs. I'm sorry, to uh, wide receivers and even to tight ends. And then quarterbacks have done a lot of damage against them on the ground as well. So this Browns team, they're really centered around their, uh, the two running backs that you mentioned in, in Hunt and Nick uh, Chubb. They don't really have that, uh, running, that, that running element to the wide receivers. Uh, now that Odell Beckham has gone for the season, they did run a little bit of that stuff to him, but since he's been gone, not so much. And then, of course, Baker Mayfield isn't known as a, as, as a running quarterback in the same way that you know, Daniel Jones or Lamar Jackson or guys like that uh, are that, 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 you know, hurt the Eagles earlier this season. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, on paper, they're sort of well-equipped, maybe, to handle these running backs. 
But uh, as they have even acknowledged all week, that'll be their biggest challenge this year as far as facing running backs. They, Jim Schwartz, if these two backs are the best backs they'll see all year, and that means that he thinks that both Kareem Hunt and, um, and Nick Chubb are both better than a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, for example. And then also this offensive line is really, really good and athletic. Like all five of the guys across the board can really like do a lot of things in terms of like pulling, getting to the second level, getting out in front of screens. They're all really athletic. They will be missing the right tackle, Jack Conklin. Uh, and then his backup will probably be out too as well. With They're, they're both COVID guys as well. So they'll be down to the third right tackle maybe uh, in this game. But that offensive line and those two running backs by far pose the biggest challenge in this matchup. Hey, Jimmy, if they lose this game and they continue, and the season continues to spiral and, you know, we get to the end, you're, you're looking at maybe like a four-win football team. What do you think the result yeah. would end up being? I mean, it, you know, who, who is really vulnerable here as far as, you know, being on the chopping block? Yeah, well, that's sort of a question I've been asked a lot in terms of, like, uh, Doug, Howie, Carson. Like, who would be at most risk between those three guys? And I think – it like what I think it is maybe differs from what it should be. So like, I think Howie should be at the top of that list mm-hmm. and then Doug and Carson, whatever order you prefer. And I think the reality of it is, is Howie's probably the safest, whereas Doug is probably the most vulnerable and Carson in the middle. Mm. Jimmy Kemsky joining us at Jimmy Kemsky with an eye on Twitter, Philly voice. It's the middle Philly voice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. These guys are, are all over the Eagles on Sunday. I know we had to put our picks out for Philly Voice, and it seems as if Matt Mullen and Kyle Newbeck are the only two that pick the Eagles. Do you see right? Do you see this thing even being close? Because I, I don't want to say, oh, Brown's going to kill them, but I've got the Browns winning by eight, and I feel comfortable saying that, knowing that I've been wrong about a lot of things, including this show. <laughs> Well, they're going to catch a big break, the Eagles are, because Miles Garrett is going to be added to that COVID-19 list as well. So he's not going to play. Mm-hmm. That was a big mismatch, in my opinion, heading into this game. Him against, more than likely, Jason Peters. I would assume they'd line him up at uh, right right defensive end up against J.P. So, J.P.'s going to dodge that bullet in this game. Miles Garrett, uh, in my opinion, is like at the, at the halfway point of the season, roughly. He's probably the defensive player of the year. He leads the league with 9.5 sacks, leads the league with four forced fumbles. Just a beast of a player, size, speed, balance, flexibility, athletic, just across the board. He's awesome. So he's not going to play, and that's, that's a big deal. I had the Browns winning 26-20 to 20, uh, before I knew about this Miles Garrett um, uh, news you know, where he's not going to play. Um, probably doesn't change much because I still think the Eagles are a very bad team right now, and the Browns are at least competent. So I would uh, still pick the Browns, but... Uh, again, that Garrett news is, is kind of a big deal. Um, last question for me, man. Uh, you know, Jimmy, I'm, I'm looking at this team and on you know how they execute and how fundamentally flawed they are, and I still think that they're um, really a player away from being a solid team. And that player just happens to be the franchise quarterback. What is yeah. you know what is it that's that's making him play the way he's playing right now? As far as what you see and what you diagnose, me, I think it's just fundamentally. Not and because I'm listen. Oh, I, I, this is just me saying this. I, I don't think he has have he has a lot of direction from anybody but himself, and he can't self correct. I think that has a lot to do with the way he's playing. But 
you know, who would you say he listens to and, and, and can take that direct criticism from to really change his game around? Because if he gets changed around, I think this team will go in the same direction. Yeah, that's kind of been one of the themes of the last few weeks is who's actually holding Carson Wentz accountable. And you're right. Like, I don't know if he's doing the things he needs to do to self-correct. Um, and I think that the Eagles knew the answer to, you know, why he's failed this year the way that he has, the way, you know, how poorly he's played. And it's not just accuracy issues or physical mistakes that he's making or, you know, just missing receivers or anything like that. It's also just it looks like the processing has been slow. You see a lot of double pumps, hitches, that kind of thing, where the ball should be coming out early and, and it just doesn't. You see him, like, taking these sacks that a lot of other quarterbacks throughout the league don't take. Uh, I mean, it's the most sacked, or at least heading into the Giants game last week, they were the most sacked team uh, in the NFL, uh, having given up 32 sacks. A lot of those were on Carson Wentz. I actually looked at, you know, each sack, and I attributed, I think it was like eight to Carson Wentz uh, throughout the season. It was just too many. So it's not even just that he's playing poorly, you know, making bad throws. It's been the mental aspect of it, which comes as a surprise to me because he came into this league as a really smart player, seemed to kind of have, like, the leadership qualities down. That's been in question since then. So, I mean, again, like I said, I I think if the Eagles knew the answer to that, they could go a long way toward correcting it. But I think we're kind of still in the process of figuring out what exactly is wrong with him. Hey, Jimmy, last one for me. Um, what uh, new wrinkles can we anticipate this Sunday in these ultra-innovative Jalen Hurts packages? <laughs> I would actually love to see him come in for – give him a drive. Like, let's see what he's got. Mm-hmm. You're tied to Carson Wentz through at least the 2022 season. So you can't – like, you're not, they're not going to get rid of him. So ideally the best thing that can happen for this team, as, Bar- as Barrett mentioned, is – you know, they're one play away from becoming a competent team, and that's just Carson Wentz playing better. So that's their best chance, is if he can like, kind of get out of this funk and get back to something close to what he was. In the meantime, you probably should figure out what you have in Jalen Hurts. And these, play, they, you know, these sequences where they bring him in and they run two zone reads with him, and then he's, they get two yards and they're off the field, like, that's not doing anyone good. Like, that's mm-hmm. a waste of everyone's time. It's a waste of downs. Give him a full series, and let's see what he can do. And then at that point, you can at least start to evaluate what you have behind Carson. Awesome, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the weekend. Go Browns. So we oh, all get smarter. You are awful. Oh, man. Just Stop. awful. All right, Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> He's out. He had enough of that final comment. Why Why doesn't Jimmy join us on video? Is he – I mean uh... – he, he Well, he's, he's – he, he he works and we don't. That's what it is. He's working and we're not working. Oh, That's yeah? Probably more, yeah. more case than not. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Jimmy's yeah. busy and we're not. We're wrapping <laughs> all enough. Middlesbrough.com slash the middle and sports map radio. All right. Three minutes here. Boy, that uh, that's something else, huh? Yeah, man. You, seriously, guys. I mean, we're saying this team is a bad team, and 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 yes, they are. But I'm 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 letting you know they're they're a player away from being a, an okay team. I mean, an above average team, a team that could win. They're they're a play away, and I hate that you know it's, it's Carson Wentz is the the one player that can change all this, but he is the one player that can change it. Mm-hmm. Just him playing consistently will help this team out immensely. You know, even as far as the defensive side of the ball, you know, no mistakes. From when, him. When has that last happened? Right. That's what I'm saying. Right? 
not this like last year. Now you want to be sensible. Now you want to make you know be smart and come on, man. I'm just trying to you know I'm, I'm trying to give people a, a, a you know that a boy. You know, hey, we let's go, man. Let's get it going. And you don't want to you don't want to give it to me. You just you just want to. Aton's a hard sell, man. Once he you know once he puts a bet in, uh, right? That's what know, it is. Yeah, he's a hard sell. This this team is this team's not good. They don't deserve like these benefit of the doubts that you give them is is mind boggling to me. They they don't deserve any of it. This team is awful. I know. They I lost know, to the Giants, and they should have lost twice to the Giants. And mm-hmm. they lost to Washington, and they were healthier against Washington than they've been against the losses to the Giants. Well, that's the thing. Like when they lost that seventeen nothing lead at halftime to the to the Redskins, right? Like. You would have thought that there should have been alarm bells going off at yeah, the complex, right. and there ding, wasn't. Ding, ding, ding. Yep, right, exactly. And <clears throat> I, I just don't understand. I mean, you tied the Bengals. Yeah. How do you tie the Bengals? I don't think I've ever lost to the Bengals. I think that's two of Cleveland's wins are against the Bengals. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've lost to the. I, I lost them one time. Sorry, I lost them one time in Pittsburgh. That was the year they went real good. Then we beat them in the playoffs. They had Hushmanzada. Oh, yeah. Ocho Cinco. But uh, this whole Mike Silver story has been corroborated. By who? What's that? Well, I mean, Brandon Graham, uh, Darius Slay, they've basically admitted that it's true. Oh, yeah. The thing with Silver was on Carson Wentz. Well, right. But they're they're not saying Carson, but they're basically saying the whole team's sloppy. Well, maybe that's them sticking up for Carson, trying to spread the blame around and, and being foxhole guys. Yeah, and as you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, I think that's that's probably accurate too, right? What's mm-hmm. the... Sorry, I thought we were back. Good job. Oh, we got breaking news out of the NBA. Oh yeah. Visit automotivemap.com today. I want to read this Florida State story in ESPN. In which continent is Iran? You're listening. Asia. On the sports map, what profession did Luciano Pavarotti have? He's an opera singer. Right oh, look at that. Studios. Look at that. Here's a two for two. Oh, four for four guy. And Harry Mays. Breaking news out of the NBA. According to the Associated Press, a source has indicated to them that the NBA and the Raptors have been denied to play in Canada. Oh, yeah. Denied. Now, I, I wouldn't mind having the Raptors play here as a secondary no. team in Philadelphia, right? That would be great. I, I think the awesome. same the same's going to happen with hockey once they get going. Is all the Canadian teams Absolutely they're going right. to have to have their own division because they can't leave, you know, cross the border. They can't cross broad, if you will. Exactly. How, how can they do that? It's, I mean, it's, 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 they can do whatever the hell they want. They they don't want us. Americans in here spreading stuff around up there. Yeah. Oh, so the so so the country itself is saying it, not the, yes, the, uh, the hockey league, right? Oh, Canada. Canada's. I, I, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, Canada I, has denied both the NBA and the Raptors bid, which are technically under the same umbrella, to play in Canada. They said, "Nope, you got to go." Well, did you see this other this other report uh, from Ali Barubi, who was a I reporter? No, an ABC Twenty Seven News reporter saying that the Steelers were not granted an exemption to Pennsylvania's new mask mandate requiring athletes to wear face coverings during games. So I saw this from Schefter, who tweeted something that or back to Ross Tucker, 
apparently there's an exemption in the overall rule. I don't see, I I'm confused by this because I don't think that as I read it, I didn't think that they had to apply for it. I thought it was just already built. It was already assumed because of the NFL. Yes, it was built into the exemption. But if not, that's got to be a royal pain in the tail, I would think, to play a game with a mask on. Oh you my can't God. play a game with a mask on. No, It's absolutely impossible. You can. How How can you do that? I, I don't know. But, yeah, that's that's major. So we'll get to the bottom of that. Overtime coming up. Eagles all around yes well you've successfully avoided that on this program it's not going to happen at all on overtime we might start overtime with the eagles all around coming up next good that is not good man i hate to do it to you (laughs) eagles all around no i think they got exempted harry you're being his enabler again it's yeah, I want I gotta it. stop you, man. I need you. <laughs> you want it too? I want it. Oh, come on, man. Come on. Here's man. the thing. I think the teams, I think Penn State, the Eagles, and the Steelers were all exempt from this. And it's like section three. Well, Temple too. Pitt. Right. But I think specifically those three teams were named because I guess they're the biggest football programs in, well, I guess you can argue Pitt now. Well, them. I mean, Ross Tucker said those three teams, and then he said, et cetera, because like, I think that that meant you know Temple was included and Pitt. Wow. So the Raptors are going to be playing in Tampa this year. Oh, they are? Yeah. Nice. Nashville was in the running. When we go down to the Super Bowl, uh, we can go see a game. I thought the Super Bowl's in L.A. this year. No, it's in Tampa. Tampa. Are you sure? Yes, positive. Moth Vineyard. You know what that means? Moth Venus. Yeah. Moth Venus. Best steaks in the world. I'll be driving down to Tampa. Oh, boy. The best steaks in the world, bro. (laughs) Best steaks in the world. Yeah. We're driving? Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll rent a Benz like I did last time. Yeah, you you drove to Atlanta. I did. Yeah. Well, hey, I uh, I drove to uh, Minnesota. Me and D-Gun drove to Minnesota. I'll drive with you. I'm rolling. Let's we ride. We'll get in there. I'll get a Benz truck. Rolling in my five honey <laughs> Benz. <laughs> you get a great deal on those if you take them for like a week, you know? So that's. I need a little extra room. They're too small for me. I need a little extra room, man. <laughs> wow. The Toronto Raptors playing in Tampa. Now, what did you see for the response to that Tucker tweet? Did you see anything? Because I think Schefter responded to that one, right? Well, I, I just looked at the the actual reporter's tweet. Um, which is what Ross Tucker took. He might not have responded to the reporter. He might have just responded to Ross. Okay. Let me let me dig up Ross Tucker. I just want to make sure before we hit Eagles all around that everything's in, in order here. We can wait, man. We can wait. We can definitely wait. Should we do a Browns version of it? <laughs> Maybe that will reset the football gods. Watch out, watch out, watch out for Chubb. Watch out, watch out, watch out for Hunt. <laughs> and all I hear in the back is E-A-G-L-E-S. Unbelievable. E-A-G-L-E-S. I just want to make sure we have this thing right about the mask situation because that could change the line here for the Steelers. Oh, geez. No, that game's in Jacksonville, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the Steelers are in Jacksonville. Yeah, so it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, this week, this week doesn't matter. Boy, I, I can't. But I mean, Temple plays a home game this week. Yep. yep. 
They play ECU. I guess it is possible to wear a mask, depending on what kind of mask it is. That's going to be hard taking it on and off. That's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. All right, Here, here's Schefter's response to Tucker. Okay. Tucker says, are people nationally aware that the Steelers, Eagles, Penn State, et cetera, and their opponents will evidently be required to wear a mask? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. He goes, the exception in Section 3 of the order does not apply to players on the field. So players would not be required to wear face coverings while in game. Okay, so you still have people on the sidelines, but that's that's the bigger issue is that nobody's playing with a mask. Right. 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 Section 3. Section three of Article two, right, in the NFL Constitution. So stop okay. play action real. Stop play action real. Stop. Look at the comments. yeah stop. Eagles, stop. Eagles, Eagles all around. Stop. Yeah, there it go. is. You guys are. You want it now? <laughs> you ready? You want this now? Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Oh. <laughs> Just a tease. That's it. That's all you deserve. <laughs> That's all you deserve is a taste of it. That is absolutely terrible, man. Oh. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out for Barnett. <laughs> for Barnett. <laughs> watch out. Watch out. Watch out for Fred Barnett. <laughs> but then, you know, but then you then you brought me to. What the girls in the back were saying, man. Oh, that's, that, that's, that's what part. that's what that was that's what took me over the top, man. Look just, at, you can play just action listen real, to that. Stop that. See, look you, at play action real, man. You got to play that on a loop during the post game show, Barrett. E A G L E S. Play that. If the Eagles lose to Cleveland, could you get them to play this video and say, I mean, John Clark, he, it's all connected. Yeah. It's all an NBC thing. I would love to see Seth Joyner's face while watching this. And and get Seth to react. It's hey Seth, hey, hey man, you want to think of this lost? guy? This this is why they lost. Watch yeah, out like, what that was. Exactly. See, you see how our faces are on the side here of yeah. the stream? Mm-hmm. That's what it would be. It would be like that on the flip side, but you would see Seth Joyner's face just get slowly like this scowl becoming bigger and bigger. Yeah. What's what's Ray like Ray did Ray's head. not even looking up from his legal pad. He's not no, even watching. He would hear it and probably explode. <laughs> like his head would probably combust. And we've prepared <laughs> Barrett so that he at least knows how to react when this thing comes. He would be the one looking the best of everybody on the set because he's already he knows what's coming. He's yeah, prepared. he's already seen it. He's battle tested when it comes to the Eagles all around. And look at me, he'd be like this. Barrett, what is that? <laughs> yeah, come on now, Barrett. You would be associated with it. <laughs> you would be associated with this thing. I'd be right. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! <laughs> on, tell me, don't lie to me. When we get off right now in a couple of minutes, you'll be walking. You'll be doing your table, working on your table. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out for Barrett. <laughs> It'll be in your head, man. I'm telling you. All I right. just hear the girls in the background. I just hear the girls in the background just just <laughs> saying it over and over, and I, it it irritates me so bad, man. I can't what, stand it. What's the Monday headline we'll be talking about with the Eagles, and then we'll do the NFL, and then we'll get out of here. Carson Wentz get out of his own way. Look at you, mm. and 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 brings to the and and, and 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 Eagles win. See, this is what I don't understand. I get criticized for not budging on my stance of the Cleveland Browns, especially in this game. And yet, Barrett, you've been preaching this thing all show 
about, well, Carson, it's it's going to be Carson who's going to write the ship, write the ship. You're just as bad as I am. We're just talking about opposite things. I think it'd be something like Miles Sanders and a big defensive turnover proved to be the difference. Miles Sanders, they're running running back by committee, according to Peterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Screen well, they usually do the they they usually do the opposite of what of what they say they're gonna do anyway. So that might be them saying, all right, we're just gonna run the rock with, with Miles. Also, that right there, Harry, is, is the biggest thing. They don't even have over 40 yards in screen right down, um, screen yards. How is it we're more than halfway through the season? We haven't run enough yardage to, you know, for Doug, screen. Doug has 40? been brutal. It's it's disgusting how bad. Really. He's been brutal. It really has been. All right. And then biggest upset of the weekend outside of you guys picking the Eagles. Um, And I still tell you, take the Browns, take the Browns, take the Browns. Biggest upset of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to say... The Jets find a way to actually win the game. You don't believe that. You're just yeah. you're just set. you bet the Jets to cover. You don't mm-hmm. believe the Jets are going to win that football game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had they're coming off the bye. I think their coaching staff with Flacco is going to be ready to go, and the Chargers will find a way to lose another one. How about that? Okay, I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna tell you something, and I hate that I'm gonna say this, and I'm on the, I'm gonna throw up on my mouth when I said it, but. The Cowboys beat the Vikings. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, of course, the, the Red Rocket is back. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Eyebrows, he's back. Yeah. You know who else is back? This guy. Yeah. He's back. Don't Who's tell back? Me that. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. What happened? Well, I was just letting – I was making sure everybody's ready. Yeah. I'm... Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Just so you know, we're playing this because every time we've played this, the Eagles have lost. Right. And you want them to lose. And yeah. Just for betting, too, for betting purposes, this is terrible, man. Yes. Terrible. Exactly right. Yes. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Now, Wedge is on the field. He's bringing them down. Jumping across the middle, saying, touchdown. Guys in the goal, yo, you don't know. Throws us in the goal, yo, you don't know. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Now, Cox is on the deep, bringing on the attack. Jenkins on the pick. You hear that, Ron? Come on, man. Those are bars right there. That's that's Meek Mill level bar right there. Jenkins on the pick. He's running it back. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. This guy's probably like an orthopedic surgeon. I know. This guy's probably like (laughs) one of the best defense attorneys. In like I don't know Blackwood, New Jersey. It's like, like that, that guy that was given the double uh, yes. middle yes. finger yes. to uh, yes. was it Westbrook? Yes, yeah, and he it ended was up Westbrook. being a doctor. Yes. Right, right, like yeah. a multiple degree doctor. Yeah. <laughs> this is who we have. This is who makes up our fan base. Yes, Eagles, Eagles. I can't get. Saints I can't get past the, the girls in the back. Saints are going down. Browns are going down. It makes it any better if I say it like that way. Browns are going down. Well, let me see the girls in the back, man. Why did you? Why did you show me the girls? I wasn't even paying attention to them or what they were saying, Aton. I wasn't. I wasn't even thinking about it. But I all I can see them in the back. In the back. It's our five week anniversary, <laughs> and we've traumatized Barrett, where he's no longer looking at anything other than Andy Dalton's eyebrows, and he's got this Eagles all around song. 
in his head. Right. That's the worst, man. We've Come done on. a lot of work here, Aton. Uh, seriously. We, yeah. we, now, we, you know, did you catch the, the lyric about Wentz early in, right. the, in the tune? He said, yeah. Wentz is on the field. He's bringing him down. How prophetic. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yes. He didn't realize what he was actually speaking. It's one of those things that meant one thing. It's like uh, a bad episode of, you know, like one of these awful like 180 things of uh snow white or something right where you get three wishes but they're really the, the you know awful wishes and mm-hmm. right 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 you know okay. something somebody in order to get somebody alive somebody has to die or some something like that right bro. right exactly that's what that's what this is now he all right go browns that's all i wanted to say bye man bye man god have a good weekend guys all right take it easy <laughs> take it easy give us an update on that table too yeah all right for sure, We're for out sure. Of here. and get Thanks. that ethernet cable <laughs> Christian being coolly as always, it's the middle. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life.